it, you know, I think that's one of the other ones that John Oliver played, but it's just like, yeah, a hundred percent of the bills that fall within the parameters of the kinds of things we'd pay for get covered. Like, yeah. That means nothing, what is the dude? message? What is the message of like current Christianity? Whereas bring your broken self credit score included to the altar and Jesus will save you. So <laughs> right. that's really just what they're trying to do. They're trying to break you down. So the health, the health share can bring you up, you know? You know, I call I also, managing your credit score, building up treasures on earth, and I'm building up treasures in heaven, okay? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm doing. We are back with another episode of Growing Up Christian. I'm Sam. I'm Casey. And we are joined here today by none other than Spencer the Spice Man Bland. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Oh, happy to be back, dude. This is my yes. third. This is my third time, and on the on the third time, I rose. You. <laughs> this is the most Christian thing we've done since we started the podcast. Hell yeah, baby! Uh, are better. you, in fact, our Lord and Savior? No, I actually just turned 34, so I'm, I'm, out, I'm, out, of, I'm out of my Jesus year. Should have done this last year. Dude, I think you I might, uh, you, is this the new record? Uh, a three-time oh, amazing dude. reoccurring guest? Ooh. I think we've had Luke Wilson on three times. Is it two? It might be wow. two. I can't. Are you guys referring to I'm, the Luke Wilson? No. That, the, okay. I mean, I consider our Luke Wilson the <laughs> Luke Wilson. The other is yeah. an absolute poser, imposter. Uh, our our luke wilson has a donk for days and okay ever since he graduated with his phd he has been flaunting that bad boy all over just, his instagram just like, dragging a fatty around the medical oh, halls yeah, okay absolutely he's vacationing <laughs> constantly i actually was just messaging him this week because we do want to get him back on so if he yeah. isn't if he hasn't had three he's going he'll if he has had three he'll be going on four uh and he was in like brazil doing some doing some, some butt stuff dude he maybe you never know i gotta Probably go on i gotta butt. go on a quick tangent. have you ever seen a man with like a really nice ass it is jarring like dude i was walking around target Luke yesterday Wilson, and this, dude. this guy walked in front of me and i was like jesus christ my man you are dragging like two wedding cakes back there it was oh, wild yeah. normal, that's like normal thing dude. now that's like the tiktok dude thing where yeah i dude i would try to do squats and i've never had anything more than a hank hill ass and i never dude, will I squat. I squat at the gym two to three times a week, and my ass just looks like a, a like a teacher who sat their entire life. Nothing. Nothing's happening back there. It looks like w- when you let the air out of your tires and your car just <laughs> yeah. sits there. That's yeah. I know that feeling. It's not fun. It's like a, an egg on a nail. Yeah, exactly. I used that. to. I, my mom, when I was a kid, used to give me a hard. I you know, until I got into studded belts, I didn't wear belts. Uh, I yeah. didn't think they were necessary. Uh, no matter what. If I buying pants that fit, it would just they would slowly work their way down because I just had no yeah, cake nothing, to hold that no buffer. Dude, up, yeah. you know? I got it, the exact opposite problem. Like yeah, I could Casey's never do one that. of the nice butt guys. Caked I could Casey, never be dude. one of those sagging pants scene kid dudes because like I'd have to buy like a forty inch waist or something. Oh yeah, he's got like a bolt on ass. It's incredible. <laughs> Dude, I got a BBL. I've got a very stand. I've got a fa- a very standard ass with a giant ass crack. My butt crack is pretty much out constantly. It goes up to your shoulder blades. <laughs> it literally like it's like it's my ass crack starts like halfway up my back. It's unfortunate. 
the, got, what's your it, hair situation it doesn't have ass. longitude but it's got altitude the hair situation on my ass yeah uh, i gotta be honest i haven't ch- i i'm assuming it's pretty hairy i know inside it's it's like the rancor it's fucking yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one no one should ever see it but I, I think the cheeks are like i've seen hairier i think i can say that yeah it's weird. yeah body hair is weird dude and the older you get the weirder your body hair gets like i'm at this dude. point now where my legs I'm like, should I just shave my legs because of all the fucking patchy spots on them at this point? I, I haven't even have my legs. Of the legs. It's not great. Mine are doing okay. All right. Whew. I, it's like my shins covered in hair. You just Dude. shift to the left a bit and it's just like bald. And I'm like, th- now I need shin tattoos to like cover up my weird oh. hair patterns is what I'm thinking. Hey, get some nice, get some nice crosses down there, you know? Yeah. Or maybe some, some, maybe a tattoo of someone washing your feet. That would, hey, wash. Hey. Your feet. You, you're segueing us because I did want to get into some foot washing. Business. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I, got a, I got a hot TikTok planned about that company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, uh, we're this will be coming out on the day before Valentine's Day. So if you would Lovely. like to uh, share this with your loved one for Valentine's Day, I'm sure they would love it. Um, so maybe go ahead and whatever, share it with your Valentine. I think. Yeah, it's our time. My butts up top. Yeah, I mean, and maybe. <laughs> Casey's willing. He could do a little spin for us and uh, make the ladies swoon if they want to watch the video. Provided Casey gets the video up. I mean, that's jury's out on whether or not that'll happen. But I've, I've been there. I know not. it's hard. <laughs> we uh, uh, so it's twelve twelve on twelve eleven. We were uh, some of us were watching the Super Bowl. Uh, the most interesting thing about the Super Bowl is usually the ads, uh, unless you care 100%. about football. Um, or the halftime show. We can talk True. about the halftime show if we want. But it was fine. It was fine. Yeah, I'll go with fine. Yeah. Uh, ads though. Let's go with. I mean, we we ever we all have an ad that's at the top of our mind when we're yeah here doing our thing. Um, before we get to that one, there was two that stood out to me. Were there two, or were there any that stood out to anyone else? That's a really great question because I don't. There, the one that actually stood out to me was uh, the Beyonce Verizon one, and it wasn't because it was good. It was just I was like, "What is Tony Hale doing with Beyonce?" Dude, same. I was I, I had to actually <laughs> ask. I was like, "I didn't that- understand that connection at all." Like, because it wasn't a universe where like like Beyonce clearly existed, so we're in our universe. So Tony Hale is still Tony Hale, aka Buster Bluth, aka I'm pretty sure he graduated from Liberty. Like <laughs> what? Well, I'm like 99% certain he graduated from Liberty. I'll, I knew he was a Christian. I, I got to check that. Well, yeah, someone someone fact checked me. I know he's and at if least you are given, a real Christian, you did graduate from Liberty. Yeah, Otherwise, exactly. Yeah. You know, but it just didn't make least... sense that like Tony Hale was playing Beyonce's bitch. Like I didn't get like, yeah, he's like, oh, I'll, ch- I'll be checking your emails and schedule. It's like, why is why is Tony Hale Beyonce's assistant? Not that I'm saying that they're equal in talent and value. Obviously, Beyonce is far, far more important in the zeitgeist of america but it just didn't make sense where it was like someone some casting agent was like ah oh, we need some shrimpy guy and they're like oh let's get buster bluth <laughs> yeah that was a that was a weird one i was that yeah. one shocked me i had to ask uh the people i was with i'm like is that in fact buster bluth and yeah and then honestly i don't remember any of the other ones i wasn't uh i wasn't super duper paying attention um uh, i'm kind of mad i'm kind of mad that i missed the one for israel uh, you know, cause you know me, I'm a huge supporter. So yeah. Yeah. You, big, <laughs> um, big idea. Aren't fan. we all? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I missed that one too. Uh, yeah. maybe Casey, uh, has heard of it. He's a little up on the things, but, uh, one that stuck out to me was, uh, the RFK ran an ad 
Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so fucking funny. That was just, it was kind of bewildering. It wasn't, yeah. I don't think it was a great, I mean, whatever. He had to like, apologize he, for it. He, <laughs> he like pseudo apologized because he was yeah. like, I guess the rest of the Kennedys were mad at him, which, I mean, he's kind of a black sheep of the Kennedys, right? Very much so, like yeah. RFK is just a weird outlier man who they clearly tried to silence him by cutting out his vocal cords at one point And he made a recovery just enough <laughs> where he's able to come back and run for president. They hit him with the Kurt, the, the permanent laryngitis. Yeah. Like, he just, bot. It's he just feels like, he just feels like dark timeline, Michael Bloomberg to me, man. It's like, <laughs> yeah, he like pop, popped up on the scene. He's like, I got a shit ton of money. I'm going to advertise a bunch. The worst people, you know, like me, and uh, that's about it. And then I'll disappear in six months after making a ton of money. He, It's like he, he hits. Dude, he's kind of an anomaly because he like hits the scene with like good ideas for like economy and infrastructure, but hates yeah. vaccines and loves to support Israel unrelentlessly. You're like, yeah, it's very what weird. What are we doing here? Because and he I, just looks like he looks like like uh, he looks like Jordan Peterson, Andrew Tate, and Joe Rogan, just like f- like Dragon Ball Z fused into one guy. Like it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's like a Megazord of the, bullshit. Yeah, they're like, ha. Yeah, they touch fingers. They're just like, hey bigotry racism <laughs> like then one guy someone popped into the very end and was like libertarian beliefs like <laughs> it's like an afterthought it's just like an unfinished tale yeah it's like we're not, we didn't really put a lot of thought into the theory behind it yeah that ad was weird i guess uh in hindsight i guess it was mimicking like an old kennedy yeah. uh jfk ad whatever that's lost on everyone voting right now so i don't know why he <laughs> went in that direction but his apology was funny because it was like, sorry to my family. But then he like pinned the tweet and like put it up <laughs> everywhere for like, if you look, if you look him up, it's just like the top thing you'll see. Yeah. And then, um, and it was like, I guess it was put out by a super pack. Uh, and he's just like, cause those are always good. You know? Oh, you know, we can't collude. Yeah. Like I don't, so I didn't know. Uh, but then now <laughs> he's out there just like championing it. Like he loves it. So yeah. I don't know, whatever. I'm sure. I'm sure him and his super PAC communicate. I don't, it's hard to believe that super PACs are not actively in communication with the people that they're not supposed to be communicating with. I worked in advertising, the amount of coordination and effort that has to go into getting a Super Bowl ad made and approved is there's, there's no fucking way he wasn't a part of the process. (laughs) Did you, did you work? Did you work on one? Yeah. Uh, shit. Did I? No, I was, you were like a Budweiser frog. No, dude, that would fucking be awesome. No, I, th- I can't remember which one it was. Uh, God, this would have been 2013 or yeah, no, 2014. So, so or I guess the 2013, 2014 season, uh, I was working for an ad agency, uh, in New York. And I think I God, I got to remember this, but I, I think they did. Cause I remember it was Metamucil and Michael Strahan was their spokesperson at the time. And I think they did a Super Bowl ad. I was not on the Metamucil team. I was on the Vicks team. Vicks, um, like Vicks, Vicks Vapor Rub? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, my job consisted of telling people on Facebook that, no, you should not rub it on your feet. Um, but you should rub it on your chest, right? Yes. No, there's like a, a – that's a totally different thing. But there's in the Latin community, there uh, they view Vicks Vapor Rub totally differently. And, like, honestly, it kind of works. But uh, – we had like since like legally we can't be like it's it it's made for this. We had to be like, 
please don't ingest it. Like, like so many people uh, be like, I take a teaspoon and put it in my tea. Like it was just wild, like home remedies with it. Yeah. Whoa. People are always insane, dude. No matter what, some, no matter what you put dude. out, someone's ingesting it on TikTok. Oh yeah. People are going to find a way to get fucked up on it. It's like, I remember <laughs> this thing, this thing came around, it was called Beeson and people would take vapor rub and rub it on their eyelids when they were tripping balls. And it would like apparently make you trip even harder. And we had to like, <laughs> We had to like make a post and we're like, don't put it in your eyes. Like, <laughs> stop beezing. What yeah, an insane term. Bizarre. Who thinks up? I, I don't understand like who finds these like weird elevate your high remedies that that people come up with. They're even more bizarre sometimes than like the curing disease ones. Yeah, I, th- I think it's just mom Facebook groups, man. It's a lot of people with a lot of time on their hands. Just using the guess and check method, you know, just be like, oh, let's see if this works. Oh, maybe it did. And then they have to write like a long diatribe on Facebook with a lot of emojis about it. And some some other impressionable person is like, I don't know. This is three paragraphs. I got to believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Someone took yeah, the time to write this. Have clearly salmonella true. from like licking different toads to try to find the right. Yeah, dude. The or- right like skin texture or whatever to to get you messed up super wild but yeah how many uh, people died from eating mushrooms just hoping to go on the best trip of their life oh dude that that always confuses me i go back to like i think i look at like the pineapple and i'm like who was the first guy to look at that and that was like that's definitely there's something good in there so the first person who was like i should sit on that yeah for sure (laughs) yeah yeah hero but no we it was that ad agency and i i I think they were doing an ad with michael strahan because i remember he he was in the office one day super nice dude um and I wasn't expecting that. I thought he was, I just assumed all celebrities are like mean people. Um, but he was really nice. Ooh, sorry, I burped. Um, but yeah. And then when I was back up there in 2015, I think, yeah, same thing. Like another team did a Super Bowl ad, but like I was like adjacent. Like we would pop in and like help them every now and then, but it is like high stress, dude. Like, yeah. It's got to be perfect. And you're spending, I don't, what's Bill, the, yeah. like it's like a 30, it's either 30 seconds or a minute. And it's like, yeah. There was one year, million dollars, my favorite Super like, Bowl of all time high life did a one second super bowl ad it was just that it was just this big black dude in a warehouse and he just went high life that was it. <laughs> that's fucking sick dude. i wonder so how good. much that costs i think i think it still was like a couple million dollars or something like that it was wild <laughs> if you yeah. if you weren't like if you like just stepped out for a second or whatever like or we're just talking with your friends you would you would miss that that's incredible yeah yeah it was oh yeah Hi, miller high life 2009 I'll drop it in the chat. Perfect. Um, Dude, which one, uh, you know, if you're like in moments of quiet when you are just kind of reflecting and you're more in touch like with, uh, you know, like your deeper subconscious, I guess, like which Budweiser frog do you think you are? Ooh. I don't know the Budweiser frogs, and I think that might indicate what? how how long I'm it's Ur. been since I've I definitely had- think I'm Ur. TV. That was what I was kind of thinking. I'd like to think I was white, but I think yeah. I'm more of an er. Because the er is like he's tired. He's at the end. He's like, let's just get this over with. <laughs> there's a you know, there's an unspoken cynicism to er. Yeah, he's kind of he's like the eeyore of the group. You know, he's just like guys, let's get this. He's like we we didn't all have to pick a syllable. One of you guys could have said this. You know. Yeah, Bud is officially dead. Er is the yeah is the frog of our. Of our time, our generation. He is very millenn- millennially coded. <laughs> what, is this the 1995 Super Bowl commercial? Yeah, with the frogs where yeah. they 
they were around for a while. It was like they were like they were the they were like the M and M guys of beer for a while. Yeah, they were like the Taco Bell dog for for Budweiser. Yeah, That's dude, crazy. I forgot about that thing. Oh my god! Do they who's, still who's, use the horse? The uh, oh yeah, they definitely still use the horses. The Clydesdale. Those draft yeah. horses are pretty sweet, actually. Yeah, those are big boys, dude. Can They're you imagine char- charging one of those into war? Oh my god! Oh, dude, you would feel ready to kill. I mean. They could put the biggest wimp on a horse and be like, I'm going to kill a thousand men tonight. 100%, dude. Yeah. If I was on an armored horse, I'd be like, nothing's stopping me. Do you remember when, like, I feel like, well, of course you remember, but the scene in the Patriot where they like, the horses are charging in, they all lift up the spear. Oh, is that Braveheart? Yeah. Uh, Braveheart. Yeah. 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 Sorry. I watched those two. I mean, there was, there a, was a cavalry charge in the Patriot life. too. Yeah. Uh, and I remember just being like, Horses definitely seemed more powerful. Like watching that scene, I was like, I've I've played Age of Empires on my computer. Oh yeah, dude. And horses did well. Uh, and then you watch Braveheart, and they just pick up some sticks, and it's like, no more horses. It's like, yeah, that was fast. They didn't do what they were supposed to do. I really wonder, like, how often people like cavalry charges were like charging into like a a spear row like that they always do in movies but yeah it doesn't seem like a very effective way to uh most of the time it was used as like a flanking maneuver yeah like it yeah. got you like you got you around the edges right. so you can yeah. attack from different points right so I, got movie, I got a lot of yeah mobilize quickly is what you're saying Mobile, yeah now i want to read up on like the history of cavalry charges yeah how, and how their horses were used in war i mean you deck them out with some armor maybe not originally yeah. like i get it as a ranged form of like uh where the native americans would just like yeah just grip them with their like thunder thighs and just grip Dude. tight and just launch unreal them. like that's crazy that's some crazy shit but like, yeah, like thinking of them on a a person on a horse with a sword it's like I've watched horse races and those bitches go down quick. Like I don't, it's hard to imagine that like a horse in battle doesn't just get like Achilles and just drop. Well, it was a different time. You know, horses were more horsey back then. You know, now you got these sissy horses, you know, (laughs) Joe Biden's president, you know, horses aren't the same, you know, five horsepower used to be a lot and it's not even, you can't even get three horsepower now. And then, you know, they're cutting the manes off of them. And, you know, some horses don't even look like horses anymore. All right. Which is, yeah, Arguably the only animal that should have long hair. Not like I agree. people. Uh, I but, also, I think we can confidently say that horses are the hottest animal. Like 100%. They're mm-hmm. up there. Yeah. Sure. I think, I think they're, Majestic. I would, I would, I think I'd fight someone and I'd say that horse is the hottest animal. There's a, uh, <clears throat> there's a Vietnamese pho restaurant in Raleigh where I live and, they have this majestic painting of horses um, that definitely look like someone that it, it's like painted by someone who has definitely never seen a horse before in real life. Um, Cause like, they're all like one of them's pink, one of them's purple. Like they don't make any sense, but the horses, small. the horses have abs. It's insane. Like they like, they're like charging at you head on and they all have these amazing flows. And then like their chest is just rippled abs. It's wild. What a bizarre. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, if I can find a photo, I'll send it to you guys because it's a—it's honestly—it's—it's it's a work of art. <laughs> uh, I am kind of drawn to like horse art. It's cool, like, dude. Yeah, I see them in a gas station next to the like, uh, you know, the the coffee mug that's like a skull, <laughs> and yeah. the you know the the and the lighter that's definitely used for dabs statues, yeah. <laughs> and like I I am kind of drawn to them. Like I I, I a shirt. A black shirt with charging horses and lightning on it. Like I, I am tempted to buy it every Yeah. Day. 
Yeah. I'm partial to uh, my favorite celebrities drawn as, um, oh, I just, centaurs. Centaurs. Uh, that's, oh, that's fun. You know, yeah. I like I things like that centaurs are cool. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> horses are great. Their hair should be long. Their tails <laughs> what a should tangent. be more uh, like centaurs, where is the penis on a centaur? Is it mm, like I think it's coming in the back. out the bottom of the man body, or do they have horse dong out the back? I think it's know? horse dong out the back. Yeah, it's exactly where you would think a horse dong is. There's no, yeah. there's no messing with the anatomy. Uh, wow, you're awfully sure about centaur anatomy. Yeah, which is frustrating for them because so they dismissive, can't, dude. They can't jerk off at all. I mean, they can't. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, they can't. There's that no sucks. reach. They just have to find yeah. like tree two two trees growing out from one another where they can just get it wedged yeah, in there. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> horses do. That they, really that really changes uh that really that? changes Harry Potter scenes with the centaurs for me. Oh yeah, okay. I would I, like I, to see someone remake that scene and the horses just have just normal massive give them horse dicks. Homes. Give them dicks. <laughs> Make it anatomically correct. Just ruin it. <laughs> Okay, Dude, I am so- I am drawing from some sort of like remote file in my brain right now, but I'm pretty sure that I read something about how horses will like when they've when they've got a heart on, they will like slap it against their oh, belly. Oh, <laughs> you know what? Dude, I've got a friend who literally she owns a horse she owns a horse farm and I'm going to text her this tomorrow and be like, "Hey, haven't talked to you in a few months. How you doing? How are your kids? How do horses jack off? You ever just open the stable door suddenly and the horse is like, what, what are you wait, doing? Wait. No, I, was cle- I, was, I was cleaning it. I was cleaning it. I wasn't doing anything, Mom. They pull like yeah. they pull a bunch of hay over them. I wasn't doing anything. I thought, I thought there was a room. bug on it. <laughs> God, knock. Dude. Absolutely brutal. <laughs> so he gets us, right? You guys think he gets us? <laughs> oh man Casey uh, did you see that he gets it I know you uh, aren't a big uh, football fan I didn't watch help. any of any of it I watched uh, I watched uh, the never ending story Honestly, it's great dude oh my god it I, was we, awesome yeah I recently rewatched that a few months ago as well it is phenomenal dude it is such a good like rainy Sunday movie I, I think I saw it when I was like, maybe when I was real young but yeah. I hadn't seen it since. And it so holds just up, like dude. Watching it again, it's it's great. It's such death, like a hopeful yeah. story too. The death of Artax is is truly one of the saddest moments in cinema, and That's it comes brutal. out of nowhere, dude. Like, there's no like stage setup. It's just like, oh yeah, the horse is dead, and you're just you just got to keep going. <laughs> that the Which horse actually helped. died in that scene. They were like, they're filming. Yeah. They're like, oh fuck, this one's a goner. Roll Pretty emblematic it. of life. Improv. They're like, you know what? Things die. Keep going. You got to go talk to the big turtle. I yeah, you gotta go talk to <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in a really Joe long Biden. time. It's great. It's... You gotta go talk to Joe Biden. <laughs> I would love it if somebody's Dude, like is Joe gonna, Biden the guy on the bike? <laughs> I am totally gonna dub Joe Biden's voice over that scene now where it's <laughs> Atreyu's like, What am I supposed to do? Oh you got the kids were touching my legs. Uh they called me corn pop. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh we're seeing an increasing number of people like quarantined into Rafa, and now the Israeli army is about to invade. Like, what do you, what, you know, what is your messaging to uh, to President Netanyahu about that? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing matters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just <laughs> all over. <laughs> that scene grossed me as a kid for sure. 
<laughs> Sam, you should one hundred percent go rewatch. Watch it with your chi- your children are like old enough, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. eight and six. It's yeah. A, oh, dude, that's a perfect never ending story age. Oh my god. Yeah. It's all practical effects. It's great. It's amazing. I've like yeah, I, I wanted haven't watched, to name, I hadn't watched I, any movies in so long, and then recently, like we've kind of been on a spree where, we, like, we went back. I'd never seen like the extended version of Lord of the Rings. What? Oh my god. It's so good. Yeah, it, dude. Like going back and watching them now, those those movies are incredible. They're phenomenal, like, dude. I watch them multiple times a year. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one and time. The, I, the Sorry, extended version adds so much to it, too. It's oh, it gives not you just so like much context, scenes. dude. It's yeah. the only movies that I've, I mean, I'm not a big, I don't watch a lot of movies these days, but uh, I feel like it was the only extended version of a movie I saw, at least until, you know, Schneider started doing cuts and trying to yeah. rip the whole concept, I guess. But That's time <laughs> well spent. Uh, yeah. I. But that was the first, the extended cut comes out and you go, actually, this still works. I remember the first yeah. time I saw one that didn't uh, was when I watched the deleted scenes for uh, the uh, first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, and those weren't oh, good. Oh, I haven't seen those. I gotta go check those out. Okay. I highly recommend watching them. Uh, they make no sense. And it was like, that was the first time as a child where I go, because you know, you don't have a critical eye as a kid. You go, yeah. the, the more, the better. Yeah, unless you're like a movie. loser, but yeah. Uh, and I was, but not the right kind, <laughs> you know? So I was like, that was the first time as like an early teen where I go, oh, I get I get why you edit stuff out like that. <laughs> I, it was so glaringly obvious to 13 year old yeah. me that it shouldn't have been there. That like, it yeah, was this hard make to a believe lot they filmed that scene and then even thought to just include it as a deleted scene. That's very funny. Uh, yeah, the extended editions of Lord of the Rings are I can't even watch the regular ones now. Like it's not because i'm like oh wait what the fuck and then i remember like oh i'm watching the normal version yeah the original no, should just be shelved like take them off yeah so uh apparently there is a uh in, in a in a mountain in arizona there is like 200 hours of unused footage uh from all three movies that Whoa. um i think either miramax or someone is just sitting on and people the the underground lord of the rings community is like release the big cut because there's like there's stuff <laughs> like uh there's more of like the um oh my god i'm fucking forgetting the name but like the in the intro of uh the fellowship there's more of like the initial uh battle like in mordor um i, I don't know why i'm blanking on the actual like proper name of that but there's more of that there's like way more like character exposition for faramir there's like way more with the rohirrim like it's it's supposed to be like a ton of because like things have like leaked here and there um and uh, people are demanding the release of the cut, which will probably mean it'll never happen. But I want to see like a Harold and Kumar style, like on a mission to get that footage movie. Yeah, and I think that would yeah. be fun. That'd be fun, dude. Yeah, I actually I would support that. <laughs> are either of you guys watching a season four True Detective? I, have I, I got. Yeah, I got through the first episode. I want to watch more, but I, I'm a, I. I like to wait for episodes to come out a little bit so I can watch like four or five just back to back on like a on a real like depressed day where I'm like, I don't want to move. Well, don't expect that to lighten your mood. OK, Is I it, know it's heavy. Yeah, I want to know without any spoilers if it's like improving because you 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 were a little critical of episode one. Uh And as we've talked about, season one is one of the greatest television shows seasons of all time. Season two is arguably one of the worst. and. It, Look, I mean, juxtaposed to season one, it feels probably way worse. I've probably seen worse television, but just 
had lower expectations, so it doesn't register the same. But season three was good. Season three was good. Not great. Yeah. It was yeah. good. Was season season three was Vince Vaughn or was that season two? That was season that was two. Season two. And that was okay. That was fun. Yeah. Like, like fun. No, 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 no. I was not fun for the right reasons, but it was fun. Like it was it it so, started. Someone told fun. someone told someone told Vince Vaughn he could win an award, and he was like Okay. (laughs) He tried to act real hard that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He put his whole Vince Ussie into it, and uh, it came out weird. It was uh, was season two straight off of uh, what was the movie he did where um, what ah God what was the movie where he's down wasn't he a movie where he had Down syndrome or was pretending to no way really. Are you thinking of the ringer with uh yeah. Johnny Knoxville? That's the one. That I'm was thinking. Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, fuck. Dude, I thought he was I, in it. I thought he was a great in movie. It. <laughs> it is a good movie. I went back and uh, rewatched it a few months ago because people were talking about it, and I was like, "This is, it's pretty bad." Like, it's it's funny for like when you turn on your like fourteen year old jackass brain, but as like a as like a middle middle aged like or dude in their thirties like watching it, you're like, "Oh man, this is real fucked up." It's a little rough. <laughs> yeah. You know what movie? It's definitely not made to today's standards. No, that's for it's, sure. but it's still very funny. I, a movie that gets that same criticism that I will stand by is actually a good movie, and maybe that's because I'm the wrong kind of person. Uh, is uh, Tropic Thunder? I oh, I was just about to say that. Yeah, I don't. Dude, it's I get the criticism of why it doesn't age well, and I fully disagree. As all, I, I actually don't. I think it ages perfectly fine because it's. It's purely pointing out the satire of all that stuff. Like it's ahead amazing, of its time, dude. pointing out. Yeah, how very it, much so. Yeah. I mean, I Rachel Dolezal was basically in that movie. Yeah, I was just talking like before, like right before I jumped on this uh, with some of my friends about because uh, we were talking about our favorite Manchester Orchestra albums, mm. and one of one of my friends was like, "I really love Simple Math," and I was like, "I can't think of that that song or that album without thinking of Simple Jack yeah. from, <laughs> from 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 Tropic Thunder." <laughs> Like yeah. at all, I I literally just replaced the lyrics with "Simple Jack." Whoa, like it's not. Like... Yeah, that movie's great. It, I think it holds up. I think the the what it's going for and what it's trying to point out in a comedic fashion truly holds up and is still relevant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I get I, that some of the language is uh, troubling to some, but don't watch it. Then, hey, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you grow up, you sissy? You got soft <laughs> hands, brother. <laughs> Well, season four of True Detect. I'm I'm interested to see what some other people think of it, like actual people that I can talk to and not, you know, the internet. Um, I am, I hate it. Oh wow, <laughs> that's cool. I hate it. I think it's like so just contrived and terrible, and I don't know. But yeah, I'll wait and maybe have that discussion on Discord or something like that. I don't <laughs> want to people. Some people might like it. You know. Well, April and I have talked about it a whole bunch. If it was just a random like crime slash horror yeah. show, then it would kind of be whatever. Like it, I don't think it would be good, but it wouldn't be so irritating. It's that it's like co-opting something really good and creative and different and awesome. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I mean, Nick, Nick, uh, I can't Fuentes. remember what his name is. Pazolato or whatever that wrote it. I mean, oh yeah, he's he seems like he could probably be pretty annoying, and he's wrote some garbage. But I don't know. It's it really sucks. And it sucks too because I feel like the like 
you know, Jodie Foster's great. She's such a great actress. Yeah. And she's doing her best with what she's got here. And it's just not, it's just not good. Bummer. I, I'll end up watching it. I, yeah, my H or max subscription lapsed. So I was just waiting for the whole season to finish so I can do it. I got a high, I got a high C, I got a high C's website. I can send to you. High C's. Yeah. Well, it's, I don't want to use, I don't want to use the word. I don't know if, I don't know if the man's listening. Mm, the man's always yeah. listening. I'll give you I'll give you a hint. Jack Sparrow. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> That's right. It's a website Seafair. where it's everything is Pirates of the Caribbean. Jacking Sparrow? Is that Jack- <laughs> No, I uh I, I use a website uh that has everything and it honestly doesn't make sense how quickly it gets up there. Um, but I don't ask questions because I've had it for like five years. It's I used like- to use one when I was in college and I'm I'm blanking on the name of it, but it was it was a very reliable one. It was reliable and then it shifts, right? And then yeah. they all eventually get shitty at some point and like all the links are broken and someone figures out oh, what they're up sorry. to. This one has maintained its legitimacy for I mean, dude, at least since like my senior year of college. It's insane. I think it's a it's like you guys know what Plex servers are? No. I've heard it, of it. I don't know what yeah, it is. It's basically like someone some computer nerd like has a ton of storage at their house. And is, has opened it up to the cloud and they use a bunch of like VPNs and stuff to like hide it. And they just, you know, build a website around it and let people choose from there. But I mean, this dude, that's he's so got, cool. I, mean, I love how cool it's wild man. stuff it's, people are. It's like 80 bucks a year. And I mean, like if an episode aired like tonight at nine, it would be up at midnight. It's crazy. I have no idea how they do it. I, I don't ask questions. It's, you know, obviously it's very much, uh, not legal, but, uh, you know, it's also annoying that we pay for shit and then they're like, hey, we know that, you know, we all started this because you guys didn't like cable. But what if we reinvented ourselves back into cable? I know we're fu- yeah. dude. Horseshoe theory is in full effect yeah. right now. We really, really <laughs> disrupted the industry back to exactly what it was 20 years ago. Like <laughs> it sucks. Dude, it costs money to make the rings of power. Yeah, uh, it's true. He has a billion dollars an episode to shit on Tolkien's grave. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, before we get into yeah. uh, the meat of what we want to do, I do want to yeah, yeah. touch on He Gets Us because it is right. Oh, right. It I'm did totally just right. happen. Yeah. And what I think is so funny about it is they like, so for anyone who doesn't know, which you all do, everyone knows, we talked about it not maybe last year, two years ago, uh, after the first Super Bowl where it aired and where their money comes from and stuff like that. So whatever, there's not a lot. Oh, they, wait, they had done a, they had done a previous Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. Two years ago. Oh, I had no idea. Okay. It was their what, first what Super Bowl at he gets us. It's like, uh, it's a, it's a faux liberal, uh, think tank. Very faux. Very yeah. Faux. But their whole, th- yeah, you do. Yeah. It's your podcast. So, Sam. Sorry. No, no, no. But what's so funny about it is it's like, so it's like, uh, it, it presents itself as like, uh, it tries to like build up Jesus as an immigrant and uh, that Jesus is there t- for the quote unquote least of these. So like, I don't remember what the original commercials were, but uh, like the two that aired during the Super Bowl, it was just like, it would be like a homeless person or like a drug addict who was like, it have like clearly looking like they were on something in the streets. And yeah. It's like, it's like demons. Does, does this whole like Jesus cares for all these people? Jesus never taught hate. And then the second commercial was all AI generated images of people washing other people's feet. Uh, And that's the one that's getting the most criticism because it's weird. Uh, So it's like a cop washing a black person's feet, a priest washing a gay man's feet. Um, And 
it then it's just like at the end it's like jesus never taught hate he gets us.com uh slash love thy neighbor uh, i think is what it is so what's so funny though is it i mean it is getting criticism from all angles it, like conservatives are losing their gourd over it they think it's just like they think it's like liberal horse shit even though it's funded by like anti-gay like what anti-abortion par for the course like uh the hobby lobby motherfucker is like uh, put in millions to the, the yeah. company that kind of like owns uh the he gets us campaign so it's a very very conservative evangelical it's hilarious uh organization it's... they're trying to rebrand jesus to make people like him and they just like i don't know they went right down the middle when they had to hit the 710 split and they it just isn't working uh and i think so conservatives are out here just like focusing on those like last it's like everything in it is just like yeah jesus washed feet yeah jesus cared for people who were suffering yeah jesus like all of it is like they'd be like oh, well yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, of course jesus cared about those things but but at the bottom like, line <laughs> they they can't just handle the jesus uh didn't teach hate thing i guess that's really hard for them um i dude there was a post well, the we, biggest thing I don't we, I don't know if you saw I don't know, know if you saw the bright the Breitbart article today, but uh, hey. Breitbart Breitbart's mad because uh, all the images depict white people washing minorities' feet. So oh, they're like gross. they're like oh we can't get some black people washing white people feet like it's right. like that's literally <laughs> which the irony of it like it, that's like a double fuck up because like yeah they're wrong for more like they just accident I don't know it's. It's they just weird. confirmed, like, yeah, they're like, oh, so you guys are, like, pretty fucking hateful. And they're like, yeah, and we're mad about it. Like, <laughs> And then it also shows, like, the angle that this conservative group is coming from. They're like, well, obviously, yeah. if you're uh, a minority, we should be washing your feet here. Uh, there's this page. I've invited the guy on the podcast. He has agreed to do it. It hasn't happened yet. He probably won't end up doing it. His page is called Honest Youth Pastor. And he has oh, 220,000 yeah. followers at this point. Jesus Christ. A lot less Literally. when I first reached out to him. And he was very particular about like, well, I could only do these times because he's also a youth pastor, which is a pretend job and you don't have that much to do. Sorry for any youth <laughs> pastors listening, but I've I mean, you're not been wrong. friends with several yeah. and it's cushy as fuck. Yeah, um, it's a lot of going to Chick-fil-A with children. Yeah, <laughs> but he, I, I, he posted a whole thing about it. And I think he sums up pretty good where like your evangelical people are coming from. So I'm just going to read. Of his course he does. Lame ass post. It was, Let's just get the obvious out of the way. I know you think I'm a Pharisee, but hear me out. These he gets us commercials are what one could expect from a let's do everything short of sin to tell people about Jesus mentality. It's surface level at the at best yet misses the entire call of Jesus. Repent. The kingdom of heaven is near. It's a message that nearly everyone can get behind. Just be nice to each other. And the message that if you don't get behind, you're seen as out of touch. This misses the whole point of the gospel, that God has made a way to be reconciled to him through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. It portrays Jesus' acts of humility as an act of acceptance, a live and let live type of mentality. However, this was neither the message or the foot washing nor the message of loving one's enemies. Both acts are ways to follow in the ways of Jesus. The way of humble obedience to God walking in holiness. The message of Christ is one 
of humility, yes, but a humility that, as Paul says in Romans 2, 4, reminds us of God's kindness and patience, a reminder that leads us to repentance. The gospel of He Gets Us campaign is one of a Jesus that simply wants you to be kind. The gospel of Christ is one that calls us to repentance, self-sacrifice, and holiness. Fuck you, honestly, Pastor. I would love to hear what his idea of self-sacrifice is. Oh, yeah, dude. He's like literally built a brand for himself just being like a holier-than-thou prick. Yeah, that guy sounds like he sucks. And so, but that's pretty (laughs) much it. They go, oh, it says Jesus didn't teach hate and shows him doing the thing that Jesus actually did in the Bible. Yeah. It's a hokey-ass commercial. Uh, I didn't like it. I wish they didn't air it. Uh, I yeah. think they're doing long too, dude. A long, a big disservice to everyone everywhere. Uh, but to 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 find for conservatives to find reasons to hate it, for them literally just showing a dozen images of an example of something Jesus did and finding a way to hate it because their biggest fear is that it's just people like find out that Jesus was kind of for everyone to be as they are and not like them is like hilariously ironic because jesus literally black. did that and was yeah. fine with people being the way they were and not being like him he was totally fine with it in fact yeah he, nothing he, will, uh, excited about some people just like not being like even religious at times he's like yeah you don't have to do this shit it's obviously bullshit yeah he was pretty stoked to just love people for uh for being people if you actually read the bible nothing will piss off the evangelical right more than just like pointing out the shit that jesus literally did like yeah. But liberals hate it too, and this is where the, yeah. it gets so funny. Is they're like, "Well, if you're going to spend ten thousand million trillion dollars on a Super Bowl commercial, what well, you could have spent that money actually Dude, helping is... the people that you're talking about." And it's like, "Oh my god, people can't stop publicly jerking themselves off." No, there's such a good video by I can't this 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 girl just randomly on TikTok. I, I, I it's got to have like millions of views now, but. She just gets on there and she's like, yo, this is for people on the left. We got to talk about something. She's like, I I was like, I posted an article or she was watching something. It was like, or it was a tweet where someone was like, yo, people on the left are like, just in general, like y'all got to exercise. Like if you think that there's a a civil war coming, like you got to, you got to take care of your body and get in shape. It was like one of those like coded things. And then she was like, that's a normal thing to be like, exercise is good for humanity. That's not a controversial statement. (laughs) And then she just went in more and she was like, but people on the left are like, but yeah, but but what about people aren't able bodied? Yeah. Don't body shame. People aren't able bodied. What about this? And she's like, no one brought that up. She's like, but you guys are, are detracting from the statement that exercise is good for you and will lead to like a longer life. And it's like a much longer video that she breaks it down, but it's so good because that's exactly what the left is. Like someone will say something that is an okay statement that makes total sense. And then they're like, okay, but you're not thinking about every single person in existence ever and their things. And it's like, okay, obviously someone who is in a wheelchair is not going to have the same exercise as someone who is able-bodied, but both of those people should still exercise. <laughs> and it's, it, dude, it is a, so rarely the person that actually has those limitations too yeah. that's like calling it out. It's it's just some For self-aggrandizing douchebag yes, dude. that's like, I will go forth. I will speak on behalf of those that cannot yes. participate. It's, it's honest like, youth pastor. Shut yeah. up, dude. Uh, <laughs> I am here for the least of these. Just yeah. all, everyone thinks they're Jesus fucking Christ all the time. Yeah, it's uh, ridiculous. And also, it's so funny because the look, 
ideologically, I couldn't be more opposed to the right, but what they did is they found a few points to rally around, even though it's so dumb and everyone on the right, at least they all just toe the line and they roll with it. And you do see that on the, on the, like your like neoliberal horse shit, CNN, yeah. or whatever the fuck, but liberals oh, love dude, can... to eat their own. They love 100%, it. hundred so percent. They can't yeah. stop. They have no unified yeah. message. They have no way to get anyone on board because if you're on board, Oh, you're not on board. Like I am, or you're not on board yeah. enough, or you're on board in the wrong way. And let me explain to you why you're a piece of shit. Ableist fucking loser. It's like, it never ends. The left yeah. can't get out of their own way. And that's why Joe Biden is our president. And that's why yep. he will lose likely or I, whatever, maybe, maybe not to RFK. <laughs> it's like, what are we doing? It's so fucking silly, dude. And yeah, it's dude. so annoying to be someone with like what I would espouse as progressive values or maybe liberal values or leftist ideology. And to just ha- feel like there is no team. There is no camp. There's nowhere to like, there's no, one to rally around there's no one there's no group of people that i feel like i yeah. fit in with because you're just like afraid of saying the wrong thing to the wrong people and being ostracized yeah, it's ridiculous. completely it's like that's that's the community that like anything left of center has created and they're it's it's killing any like chance of dude it's so wild because it's like it's like dude i'm 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 left. I mean, my political opinions are if you go left enough, you get your guns back, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, it's wild. Cause like, I'll be hanging around people and I'm like, I'm like, I mean, I hope I can say certain words around these people. Like, <laughs> like, like even crazy. You, Oh, that's yeah, crazy. No, literally, I, yeah. Well, that's enabling that. I mean, like, <laughs> dude, I, I remember, uh, uh, this was a couple of years ago. It was during COVID. Cause I remember there was a, uh, an open mic in Durham, which is like 20 minutes away from here. It's like a, a definitely more like liberal leaning city. Than, I mean, Raleigh's pretty liberal, but Durham is way more liberal. And, uh, this dude was telling a joke. And I think he said, he either said, I think he said prostitute, which isn't that bad of a word. And this girl stood up and screamed at him and goes, it's sex worker. And it's like, dog, that's not the, oh, the battle we need up. to be taking. Like, yeah. there are, but like, but like that, in altercation probably made that do i mean it definitely made me like sit into that word being like all right well that's i don't give a shit like like the, the semantics that people argue over is so ridiculous where it's like what if we just focused on like i don't know like making sure there wasn't a homeless crisis right now versus should we versus should we call them unhoused like right especially yeah. in comedy too man where you probably see that a lot more oh, big time it's like yeah like this is an area we go for a few minutes to just like suspend the rules and see if we can laugh. And if it doesn't like if it one person being bothered thinks that they have the right to in comedy to decide what's appropriate for everyone else to listen to. And that's what gets old. It's like, what tells you whether or not what you did was funny was if it doesn't work on a broad audience. Exactly. Yeah. Now I have to shift gears. I tried it seven times because I liked it. And I mean, if you listen to like big time comics go, I have a joke I love and I can't make it work. Yeah. And they have to just eat that joke and they go, "It, it is what it is. I mean, I'm obviously not, I'm either not doing it right. It's not working. It's not the right time. It's not the right play. Whatever happened. It's not, it's not it right now. So uh, yeah, it's so weird. There's that, there is, I feel like there's so much of that in, co- especially as comedy, just like Netflix took over comedy, right? Cause everyone thinks everything yeah. on Netflix is for them. So when it shows up, if they don't like it, it's like Netflix personally offended them with their content. 
Well, with that being said, I will be having a Netflix special soon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be fun. I sick. hope. I wish, man. No, that ain't never gonna happen. I'm gonna have it's gonna be on Tubi, if anything. <laughs> Dude, the, the move now is uh, putting it out on YouTube. I mean, yeah, self-produced. Actually, it's funny. I uh, Jordan and I uh, headlined the side room at uh, Good Nights the Comedy Club in Raleigh, and I work in video production, so I just brought my two nice cameras, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna film it," and like, we're gonna run the audio from the board and like try to get a nice little tape out of this. And I've got it, and I'm like, I guess I'll just put it out on YouTube. It's not like special level quality, but it's like it's you know it's 45 minutes of me having some fun, and I'm like, ah, whatever. I'm kind of I'm tired of doing those jokes anyway. So yeah, you put them out, and then you kind of have to do something <clears throat> new, right? You don't want to yeah. keep doing the stuff you put out on YouTube. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. We he gets us. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. We're moving on. Uh, <laughs> we have another topic that we want to touch on. That's come to our attention recently. A, um, a, a listener messaged us on Instagram about uh, Christian health share ministries and Christian quote unquote health insurance. I love um, it. And that it struck a chord with me for a couple reasons. Uh, one, because I'm just moderately familiar with it uh, on a let like, so I guess the last thing I ever saw on it, Casey, you sent me the video, but John Oliver on his show last week oh, tonight. Oh yeah. During the that pandemic was a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah. During the pandemic when he didn't have a live audience, he did an episode on Christian health share ministries. Um, like him and like Rachel Dratch, right? They like yeah. came up with like a fe- Yeah, dude, that Which was, was very funny. Great. Very informative. <clears throat> it's like 23 minutes of just like straight, great information on how they operate. Yeah. Um, so check that out. If you're curious, um, he'll, he brings, you know, he, he clips in interviews from people, uh, news stories that broke on people who have had bad experiences with it. Uh, he kind of just gives a brief history of like why they became more prominent. Uh, but it struck a chord with me because the reason they became more prominent was actually something somewhat personal. Uh, when my wife and I got married, well, we got, it was probably like, I want to say 20, well, I was married in 2009, but 2011 I is like, I, we were living in Boston and we didn't have health insurance or I had a single payer, like my work, I was able to get coverage, but we didn't have a family plan. Uh, and my wife was teaching at a, like a private or sort of charter school for basically it was a school for kids who. Uh, didn't have homes. Uh, it would be real behave, big behavioral disorders, emotional behavioral disorders. Um, so she was working there and they didn't have insurance. So we had to find something. We were living in a house in Boston with like five other people trying to make ends meet, barely making any money because Boston's crazy expensive. And uh, we remembered that Shane Claiborne, former guest uh, and someone I personally respect, uh, on a lot of levels, um, he had done the, the Christian health share stuff, um, Christian health and quote unquote insurance. It's not actually insurance. They quote, can't call quote, it unquote. that. They definitely cannot call it that. That would be a huge problem if they did. Um, but they did it. Uh, and so we go, well, maybe that's an option to look into. And I remember when we were signing up for it, um, like my wife had to f- fill out a statement of faith saying like i believe in you know the triune god and jesus christ died and nice. rose again I, did that. I had to do that when i got life insurance yeah <laughs> it's 
it, so she had to do the whole thing. And that was the application process as well as like sign all this bullshit that says that you'll be like a good Christian. Um, but I forgot about all of that until uh, this, the, this guy messaged us on Instagram. So it kind of made all that flash back. Uh, and that one that's that wild. we used was Christian. It was like Christian Metashare is what we use. Christian Mingle. Yeah, Christian Mingle <laughs> Metashare. Yeah. Um, and it was fine. And, and one of the things that we made sure would work is because that was around the time that we did want to have, we wanted to start like having kids we were talking about having yeah. kids and it's like well would this cover that and there was a lot of like i don't knows uh there was a lot of like emails and questions um it was like we i don't know it and i don't remember if she had that insurance or sorry uh yeah whoa, 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 whoa. pump the brakes yeah uh yeah. when we got pregnant i don't remember uh it's possible we did but um, either way, it was a very, it was very strange. It felt like it was really hard to know what you could be covered for or not. But the reason we did it was because, oh, with Obama. So Massachusetts was one of the first states to like do the, like, you have to have health insurance things. Obamacare got modeled after that. I'm not, I think this might, may have been right before perhaps that it became like a national requirement to have health insurance. Um, but we were looking at it because if you didn't have health insurance, you got fined. Um, yeah. So oh, I remember yeah. we were looking for like, what the, what's what, you know, we're in our early twenties, healthy people. We didn't need much. We, we just basically, we needed to know that if we like fell down the stairs, our life wasn't over with medical. Yeah, just death. needed some good fire insurance. And even you know? then not guaranteed that that was good. But, um, so it met the Massachusetts requirements, but what expanded this whole thing was that it, um, with Obamacare becoming a thing and requiring health coverage, uh, they opened the floodgates for these, these like, uh, healthcare share, these like sharing programs. They like really loosened the, the, the red tape and were just like, yeah, you count because we know we're making things a lot harder for we're trying to make things easier for people and move it towards more insurance, which could potentially drop premium, whatever the whole theories behind everyone being insured would work if health insurance companies weren't fucking crooks, but they are. So <laughs> it's never going to work as intended. Um, but yeah, so it was like, it, it, it allowed for more options like that. Uh, and it allowed for more options with, uh, less, oversight it, it really loosened yeah. the oversight it, it was a little bit tighter before that's why metashare was the first one approved because despite being shitty in a lot of ways they were more particular more uh like their 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 system was like more directly laid out less up in the air will we won't we cover your medical yeah. debt um but anyway it obamacare kind of opened up for a lot more possibilities yeah so uh, I kind of dove into this over the past couple of days, and it's it's one of those things where you're like looking through articles and stuff like it. One thing that's interesting about it is if you go searching around on YouTube and stuff for like, like you just want to find horror stories, you know, because ultimately like that's what you're looking for, right? Is you want to yeah. see like 
I don't want to see the ad. I want to see who had right. this and got screwed, you know? And there's not tons of horror stories readily available. Almost to the point where you're like, all right. Well, yeah, dead, definitely... people, dead people can't talk. Yeah. <laughs> <Dead> <laughs> people <laughs> tell no tales. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's to the point where you're like, this is kind of weird that YouTube is just like refusing to show me any, you know, any negative things about this. But... Yeah, even like fringe conspiracy theories. Yeah. So I think having dug into it a little bit, it's a little more. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it. So basically, like the idea of like MetaShare type pro uh, programs, I guess you could call it, started like way back in the early 1900s. Yeah. And they're really big among like Mennonite and Amish communities. Mm-hmm. And I think at the core, there's like so many things when you talk about healthcare, when you talk about, you know, like, um, you know, helping out people who are, you know, underprivileged or going through a hard time. Like there's so much of that kind of stuff that if it was managed on a smaller level, if it was like a community handing funds to people who needed them, all of all of this stuff would work so much better. Oh, 100%. Right. You're doing it on this scale. That's like unmanageable. And, you know, picking through the details of this thing, like, I think if if all of this functioned the way it was supposed to, like the way that the, it looks like in the brochures, I wouldn't have a problem with it. I remember when I was like first, when I first graduated college and, you know, like I went to work, you know, we had the my dad's company that I worked for, you know, they had a couple of different options for healthcare. And, you know, there's like the, the, health savings account where you just kind of accrue money on your own and you know yeah. there's all sorts of rules around it but you're basically setting aside funds that you can draw from throughout the year and stuff there was always like a catastrophic coverage plan where it's like high deductible basically like you're just kind of signing on the dotted line saying like if something wild happens i'll have coverage but i'm cons- anything else that goes wrong here i'm just going to be paying for out of pocket yeah like that was a willing choice that you made and that was fine. And that's really where these fit in. Like, yeah, most of these things are meant to be like catastrophic coverage. That's kind of what's in the details. And I think that's what's kind of annoying when you look at like, uh, like I watched that video that John Oliver did a couple of times. The first time through, it was like one of the first things that I looked at and I was like, oh man, this is crazy. This makes this makes no sense. All of this is ridiculous and this and that and the other, you know. After like reading through some of the stuff about them, like watching it again, I was like, okay, well, you're just taking issue with the whole idea of like a catastrophic coverage plan. Like complaining about the fact that it doesn't cover like routine doctor visits and stuff. Like, okay, but it's never, like it's not supposed to. That's That's the agreement. You know, and kind of like when we talked about, you know, like Hillsong, megachurches, all of this kind of stuff, you know, there's like a tendency in media to paint like the congregants as these like hapless victims that are just being stolen from, you know, and and that makes for a great story or documentary when you're trying to be salacious. But at the end of the day, it's like, well, those are adults and they're clearly they like what they're buying there. And it seems dumb from the outside, but you know, they're grown adults. If they want to give their money to this like billionaire pastor with a private jet, then that's, I don't think they're a victim. That's, I think that's yeah. their choice, you know? They're just unfortunately stupid. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
that's kind of how I feel about these two. Cause like, you know, it's, as we, we've talked about so many times, part of the problem with Christianity and Christian culture right now is that it's, it will tell you at face value that it's always first in these people's lives, but it's always second. It's always yeah. like takes a backseat to their political ideology and their ideas about, you know, all these different things. It's just like the ad you just talked about. Why do we have a problem with Jesus washing people's feet? Like, well, we, it's because that's secondary in those people's value system. It's the, yeah. the political ideology that it's paying hom- like homage to is is a bigger problem for them than the fact that like it's representing Jesus serving others, you know? Yeah. Also, why are we doing feet stuff still? Like that was relevant at a time 2000 years ago. Find a better way to represent that idea other than yeah, it's just, also like, yeah, it's funny cuz like that's fucking weird, dude. Like, we didn't we didn't have shoes back then. Everybody was rocking sandals like or just ba- or just straight up raw dog in the ground with their feet. Had, like it made sense to wash feet. Like it doesn't make sense to like do that now. They had it's bloody just, ingrown toes. Yeah, toenails. now it's just sexy, dude. Like, yeah. No, I think I think it goes back it just to where made like me horny, and that's what made me angry. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying because well, to... you're not supposed to be horny. Right. That's a sin. It made yeah. me feel sinful because I was horny watching. I was lusting for this commercial. It was making me slip in my faith. <laughs> uh, no, I th- I think the what it what it boils down to, and you kind of touched on it, but it's like people trust specifically religious leaders too much, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. That's like, a good point. Oh my God. My mom will, I think Anne Graham Lott, who's like a prosperity gospel older lady. I don't know if you know who she is, but like my Mm -hmm. mom will buy anything that woman sells. She's like, she's such a good person. She's so founded in the word. And it's like, she has, she's wearing so many pearls that I think she is contributing to like the oyster population decreasing. Like it's insane. (laughs) She's just a walking, talking oyster Holocaust. Yeah, dude. Like, and it's just like, you look at these people and it's, it's like, I, I genuinely believe that most people, and actually, I, I I I don't even think this is that controversial of a statement. Like most people have not critically read the Bible, uh, because there's just no way that you can look at like what's going on in Christianity today, and people are like, "That's totally what I read. That's amazing." Like, it's like it's basically like I don't know. We just the Christianity today is just a really it's it's very emblematic of uh, when like Hollywood studios get a hold of like a popular book. You know, they're like, "Yeah, we got the general vibe, but we're going to change a lot of stuff." Yeah. Um, <laughs> And it's just, it's, it's crazy. And I think that boils down to this, you know, this health share program is that people probably see that like, oh, our church or our, or like our, you know, whatever parent company, like let's use Acts 22 is they're putting this, uh, this, this health share program together. Like we, that's our pastor said it's good. So it's gotta be like, and like, oh, my, my college age son is graduating. He needs health insurance. Let's, let's sign him up. And they probably don't read anything about it because they just trust that their pastor would, would give them something good. And then they go to the doctor and the doctor fucking laughs in their face. And he's like, yeah, yeah, this is going to be $300. <laughs> I think, right. I think some of the problems are too, is there are a lot that have acted and are acting nefariously with very little oversight. Well, uh, yeah, that that's qualify the as legitimate alternatives to insurance. So if you're required yeah. to have insurance and you're not going to require any oversight for what you can and cannot offer as part of that plan. Like, yeah, just, just let people not have insurance then if they're going to be stuck with a $300,000 bill when someone gets sick, you know? So like I take Liberty health share is one of the ones that, you know, John Oliver brings up, but I'm on yeah. their website now. We'll get into those. Yeah. And it goes, what? 
so they were one of the big, they were a big donor for CPAC. They're trying to get everyone on it. Now, we know, not entirely, but we do know that a lot of like, you're more like conservative Republican people are generally older. Younger people yeah. are more on the left, maybe in the middle, but like, so it makes sense, right? It, and also being conservative Christian value type stuff, it makes sense to align themselves with CPAC. And there's this line or this quote from one of the speakers there because they get time to speak and it, he, he denigrates like, oh, if you want the government to be in control of your health insurance, uh, blah, blah, blah. Like a government can't do anything. The irony of the conservatives is they go, we want small government. And then they try to create a government that tells everybody how to live their lives at every fucking waking moment. Yeah, it's so, ridiculous. <laughs> but Liberty HealthShare, which also the name we know who they're pandering to. Yeah. Is ironically, Liberty Assist is for people 65 and older already enrolled in Medicare parts A and B. So Uh-oh. like So let's let's just put a pin in that for a okay. second because All Liberty right. is part, a big part of the like they're they're the <laughs> the they're Thanos the of problem. this universe. They're, they're, like, the fuck, they're the linchpin. Yeah. They're what's going to blow the so, top off this whole right. thing. So if we want to shift, if we want to get to that later, let's go back to one that is the least problematic, which I think is MediShare. I think MediShare is truly the least problematic one. They you all can, sound the same. I have no idea which one's which. You can have you know, a problem with their ideas, uh, but one of the things that like they sell you on uh, is... So let me, let me go, for example... Uh, pull up my notes here. Dave, like Dave Ramsey's website, that is like they, he he partners with one, right? So nice. Some so you his, know it's legit. Christian healthcare ministries. Um, yo, that's crazy. My notes are gone. I actually I started that one. Is so uh, disappointing. After, I started one this afternoon. It's I, it's called Hosanna on the healthiest, and uh, <laughs> it's it's really great. It's fifty dollars a month. Y'all chip in. <laughs> Huh? Uh, Wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not gone. I was looking in the wrong spot. I forgot that I did it in Google Docs. Uh, so Dave Ramsey, he partners with CHM Christian Healthcare Ministries. Also, another one that seems pretty par for the course. But I think he, despite my issues with Dave Ramsey, authentically spells out what he believes is the right and good thing about these, and also the thing that I have a problem because I, Casey, what you said, I think I generally. Agree would agree with like this idea as a concept, especially knowing how insurance companies function and how crooked they are and how profitable they are is aggravating. And the idea of having a nonprofit way to share uh, finances in a way where you just can pretty much expect to get coverage for these big things. I love. Which is funny. Cause it's like, it's kind of, it's kind of like communism just a little bit. A just little, a little bit. bit, but yeah, you can opt into bit. it. Communism is yeah. forced upon you. Yeah. Um, so Dave Ramsey in his website, breaking it down, he says, you know, a lot of people don't like the idea of paying for medical services that conflict with their religious beliefs. So now you can tell where this is going. Basically, abortions, morning after pill, things like that are not covered by these, which you would expect if they're if they're of that mindset. Right. You would expect that they're not going to cover things like that. Um Again, that's why they're not health insurance. Um, it, but it is funny that like that's like you know their biggest thing is like what what your quote unquote money goes into to cover. Um, 
you know, I guess people could say the same thing about taxes. You could say the same thing about a lot of things. I think, I think making it out to be about like you're paying into something that covers things that you're not, uh, that you don't agree with isn't exactly the same as funding them directly, but bombs yeah. falling on children, for instance. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I know. No, I want to sign up for that one. There's well, a those lot kids, going on. <laughs> if those kids buy into the health insurance, then the bombs that they could probably get some help from the injuries from the bombs should, if they survive, there's a, there's a clause, there's a clause in the documents that you have to, you have to survive the bombing to receive insurance. But if you do give you a solid 7% off. <laughs> Life's full of risks. Yeah, I agree, man. No, it's uh, it is funny because it's like I mean, it's just what you guys said. Like on a, on a on a root level, like if it was like if it was just like one church where they're like, hey, the offering this Sunday we're gonna put into an, an HSA that we're gonna use to like, I mean, it's essentially GoFundMe's, you know, like it's like what if a church did a GoFundMe, and that would like actually make sense, like if like you consider like. I mean, do we have a church here in Rock? We have multiple, but there's one church here called the Summit, and it's massive. I mean, I think they have like six or seven campuses. You know, same thing. The the fucking pastors got jets, all that shit. And uh, it's like if if he got up there and he was like, "Hey guys, uh, Stacy over here's got breast cancer, and what if we all chipped in five bucks?" They would cover. She'd be covered in a second because they have so many members. But it's not. It's it's not as righteous as that. It's much more sinister, and it's because because power corrupts like that's you know, <laughs> right yeah so like well and it started out that way so like with uh you know eventually getting to like liberty health share um that they have a long sorted history that started before this current company um mm-hmm. they were the the at the forefront of a major scam that started in the 90s and blew up in the mid 2000s the same people that then went on to start liberty health share and uh, but the guy that originally started the whole thing back in like the 1960s, he was a pastor in Ohio that uh, had like a, a men's ministry for for people who were, you know, basically like suffering from uh, substance abuse, mostly yeah. alcohol. He got in a big accident with all of his family and stuff in the car and like his wife and three of his kids, I think, were killed. Jesus. And then several of the other kids that were in the car and himself like had just massive debilitating injuries. Um, and people all pitched in to help them with their their medical bills. Yeah. You know, they had like a newsletter. They sent out the story and asked for help. People all pitched in. That kind of gave him the idea of like, wow, could I do this on a bigger scale and help people out? And he did. And he did for a bit. But then in the Uh-oh. somewhere in the like 80s or 90s, Where it always goes south, right? Yeah, it always oh, starts man. out virtuous. There's this douchebag named Beard. His last name's Beers. And he was in like the marketing department and they really started focusing on sales, like, you know, selling membership packages and stuff to people. And they brought in like 10,000 members or something like that. I mean, they were really oh, man. breaking in. Yeah. I mean, this thing was so rudimentary at first, like it was people sending directly sending money to people in need through via this newsletter that they sent out which is like rad yeah that's pretty cool and then like over time you know then it started like they opened a bank account and all the money then got routed through them which is like the start of the problems and then all of a sudden like (laughs) there's not a lot of paper trails on like all this money that's coming in and stuff like that and but um 
let me just before we get to like the scandal story here let me just give you like some example of uh christian healthcare ministries which is the one that dave ramsey endorses because i think this is what's annoying about like watching john oliver's video on this and the way he represents it so this is like not fine print this is right on the i mean (laughs) the hero image into the website yeah this is spelling out like what this is actually about right So it's saying, uh, this is the limits page. It says, number one is only incidents over $1,000 before discounts will have any sharing or reimbursement. Doctor visits, medical care, and treatments where the total for all treatments add up to less than $1,000 before discount will have to be paid from the money you save by participating in Christian healthcare ministries, which is a great turn of phrase. Yeah, that's good. We're not paying for it, but you can pay for it with all the money you're saving. (laughs) (laughs) But- Basically, like most of these that I looked at, and it looks like this one might even be like a cumulative plan, but most of these are not even cumulative. Like you have a $2,000 deductible, and once your healthcare costs go over $2,000 for the year, then boom, that your insurance coverage kicks in. Most of these are like, hey, if you have an incident that's below $1,000 out of pocket, each individual incident, like those don't qualify for this. It's a catastrophic plan. I don't really think yeah. that's a problematic it's, thing. Uh, no, not and too it's much. It's not no. problematic until you do have a catastrophe because the way that these also work is they don't cover your bills as a whole. You have to pay your bills and then submit for reimbursement. So if you have a catastrophic event, you have to set up essentially a payment plan with the hospital and you're kind of held hostage at this point to well, the organization. Yeah. And and so this is that's that's another thing that I think has like varied over time with all these different organizations because most of these seem like they have like a real Ponzi scheme sort of arc where it's like they start out like kind of small, kind of lean. They're pulling in money and they're paying out claims like they're kind of building a brand for themselves for several years. And then all of a sudden we start tightening the belt and not really covering a lot of things. And that seems to be the case with a lot of these where like they go to that system where instead of paying hospitals and stuff directly, they want the the member to to take responsibility for the cost of the medical procedure. They want you to negotiate your bill down, which yes. usually I think means not making your payment for a long period of time. It means telling the hospital you're going to kill yourself if they don't lower your bill. (laughs) Right. Like you're basically like forcing them to send it to collections so that you can negotiate a lower price. And then once you've gotten it down to what they're happy with, then they will, they will reimburse you for what you pay in, which is an insane way of doing this. I mean, you're basically saying like, Hey, look, you have coverage if you have a catastrophic event, but you have to ruin your credit. In the and, process yeah. of getting your yeah. spend a bunch of money and then run the risk of them denying your claim because that's also entirely up to them under all circumstances indefinitely. And I think that's well, the other language that gets goofy is they go like, if it 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 you know I think that's one of the other ones that John Oliver played, but it's just like yeah, a hundred percent of the bills that fall within the parameters of the kinds of things we'd pay for get covered. Like, yeah, that means well, nothing, what is the dude? message? What is the message of like current Christianity? Whereas bring your broken self credit score included to the altar and Jesus will save you. So <laughs> right. that's really just what they're trying to do. They're trying to break you down. So the health, the health share can bring you up, you know, you know, I call I also, managing your credit score, uh, building up treasures on earth. 
And I'm building up treasures in heaven, okay? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> because all these are Christian, they go like, uh, you know, here's, I'm on the MetaShare page, but it's just like some requirements that you have to do is like live by biblical principles. Who's believers, that? believers, <laughs> yeah. In some, Dude, a lot of these, they got, is it like a is it like an elf on the shelf type deal yeah. where they got a little guy like a, a pastor on the uh, what's the yeah. pastor on a pastor on the I don't know I'm trying to think <laughs> dang I, ah the rhymes elf on the shelf's too good man uh, but so, pastors have to write yearly a lot and some of them pastors have to write a letter yearly vouching that you follow biblical principles uh, which means no use of tobacco. Uh, dude, the funniest one though. Oh my God. One was so, I got to find this exact quote. It's, um, it's about, uh, and finally we'll say it again because we love, uh, nope, nope. One of them was just like, basically you can't use tobacco products. Um, and it, it goes in parentheses, the occasional celebratory cigar is okay after a birth or something of those. <laughs> but not Cuban. Lines. Not yeah. Cuban. You're just like, you could you could have an occasional cigar or, or pipe, but you can't That's engage so in regular tobacco use. Uh, Why they don't, even if you, include yeah. that? <laughs> you, it's so silly that they have to like say it. Uh, and then, yeah. of course... And this makes something that makes sense that I think, you know, to your point, Casey, that sometimes John Oliver goes a little too hard on is like they don't cover any pre-existing conditions. It's like it's because it's not insurance. Like, right. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't operate an idea like this on that scale and cover pre-existing conditions. It's for people who are generally healthier that don't need it. I think the problem I have is their language is it just, they just cloak it in this idea of like biblical principles and living a godly lifestyle and your body's a temple. And you do run the risk of them deeming your ailments uh, as a potential pre-existing condition. If it turns out that there's something serious going on that would be ongoing, uh, they could be, Oh, well that, that actually now qualifies as a pre-existing condition. And, that's another thing that gets gets tough about it because if you walk into it thinking you're healthy and then you find out that you have something serious, it's yeah. no longer going to work for you. So it's is really sin a, a pre-existing condition? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sin is everybody's pre-existing. It's getting condition. real, yeah. getting real, real methodical here. They're like, I don't know, is it predestination? What is it? Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> born into a fallen world is actually considered a pre-existing condition. Yeah. So, yeah, like this one. So CHM says right on it, it says ongoing medical costs are not covered. And it lists insulin, dialysis, blood pressure, medications, etc. All like, the good this, stuff. This is like a it's a it's like a high deductible catastrophic plan for people who are not planning on anything going wrong. Yeah, and, and pretty much it's, you are gambling by doing this. And like I, some of the stories that I read, That's of people that had problems. You can't gamble, this. according to this. I can't. Yeah, yeah you can't, me, you I, can't, they told me you I couldn't cast, gamble. Yeah, don't cast lots, right? <laughs> don't cast lots. Like some of the stories that I read of this, though, like there was a guy that, you know, he's like financially ruined, but he was like a mid fifties guy that was like, I don't like the idea of Obamacare. That's that's dude. That is the. It's Hell yeah. cheaper. And I don't like the healthcare mandate is such a, that is the primary motivation for almost everybody that I've read about 
getting this plan. Pretty much, right? yeah. Absolutely. Which I can dude. sympathize with the cheaper thing. The other part, though, if you gamble on this because, you know, screw Obama, like, I just don't. I'm sorry that you're ruined, but you were a 50 yeah. some year old guy. Yeah, you're an adult. With the history of health, like heart complications in your family. Then you have a heart attack. Like, what do you what do you want everybody else to do? You know, like, yeah. this is a risk you took. Yeah, I but I think that's what's frustrating is I think because people are so financially strapped and things are so difficult and tight, it is predatory in a sense where they go, yeah, you can spell out all of like what you won't cover when you find out that there's an actual problem. But it even then, it's like even even as a catastrophic, like I just the lack of like even as a as catastrophic insurance, quote unquote, you go like well, we're still going to have to debate what's, what's covered, you know, like, and there's so many clauses in here too, where it's like, so even with like MediShare, it's like applicants needs to have abstained from the use of tobacco or illegal drugs for at least 12 months prior to application or to be eligible applicants attest that they have not abused legal drugs, such as prescription medications over the counter. Members must only engage in sexual relations within biblical Christian marriage. Like you have all these weird parameters that they're like stating where they can, it, it really, what the, the number of, and the amount of parameters they place on, uh, on potentially awful coverage anyway, it gives them so many fucking outs to go tell you to pound sand. And that's what I think is Honestly, so hey, pretty accurate to it. regular insurance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the other side of this thing is that like, we're acting like there's great insurance on the other side of the. Yeah, it's like coin. this is just this is just the exact same coverage. Just yeah. na- but now but now you've got Jesus involved. Like it's <laughs> <laughs> so like shifting back to uh, to Liberty. Um, so these guys they run this take it basically take this like Christian newsletter like you know send money by mail program and they start turning it into this giant like monstrosity of a of a company um millions and millions of dollars in uh in money that they brought in and it's like what what seems to be the the trend that you see with these i mean first of all there's just like we were saying there's just no oversight on these because they're not technically an insurance company um there's just very little that the government can do to uh, to regulate these guys. They're just not held to the standards that an insurance company would be, you know? And I mean... Which are already low, as we've established. <laughs> right. So what happens is, is these guys start bringing in money, you know, they, they, they accumulate like this big pot of dollars. For one, part of how they dodge the responsibility of being an insurance company is because they say that like, this is customer. These are like member funds that, you know, have like some sort of group direction over how they're allocated and spent. Right. Right. These are technically nonprofit organizations. So it's not super easy to just, I shouldn't say that. Like you can't just necessarily (laughs) like take a draw and pull money from the, the company account. So what these people do is they create other businesses and they start outsourcing services to their for-profit businesses that they own. So like the guys that did, uh, you know, that what is now Liberty health chair, um, their company that they had before that 
you know, the first things that they started outsourcing was one, um, bill negotiations. So they create an out, you know, a for-profit company that they own and they start out, they start paying that company to negotiate individual hospital bills for consumers on behalf of the main company. Hmm. And the amount of money that they pay them is absurd. I mean, it's clearly just like, it's a, it's a big hole in the bottom of the, the barrel that money just pours out of and into the ether. It's gone from there. Like <laughs> it's, it's essentially washed at that point. You know, they also outsource things like, uh, you know, like the fund management, they start doing things like, um, like the, the, the family that owns that started Liberty health share and the company beforehand, they have like this big circle jerk of businesses called like lazy L ranch. Like oh they yeah. Had, okay. They had like a ranch where they produced cattle where they had a butcher shop where they butchered the cattle. They had a, you know, restaurants where they sold the meat that they had taken from the butcher shop. They had a game ranch. They had all this different stuff, all of which is just charging these other businesses, exorbitant amounts of money and washing these funds that they've, siphoned out of the insurance, like the, the health share company. And it all is fine. And while they've got, you know, their family is basically all the top brass in the health share is their family members and lackeys and cronies. Uh, every time they bring in somebody from outside that starts asking questions, they just pff, kick them out the door. <laughs> like, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't question God. A lot <laughs> like <laughs> church. It's modeled yeah. a lot like church. I mean, it makes sense, dude. It's like, it's the way the church is structured in America just welcomes grifters, dude, because you're like, hold on, I don't have to pay tax. And if anyone questions me, I can just call you a liberal cuck and most people will agree with me. Like <laughs> Any sort of scrutiny is like big government trying to like stifle the church or demons yeah, like, on, or man. witches in the congregation. It's the I'm devil. Like, yeah, you just blame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can blame anything, anything that's not in your like in your sight or in your pur- purview. You yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, whatever, whatever boogeyman you want. Yep. <laughs> they start hiring uh, lobbyists to to you know like lobby on their behalf in different states. So that so there's actually there's like Crazy. that's when you know fair number of weird. states. There's like thirty yeah. states now that have like exceptions for these guys that have just created these big gray areas that they exist in, you know? And, um, well, and, and like Liberty is obviously like that. Like I said, that's the big, that's the big dog in this space. There was another one. I've, there was a Forbes article about this, uh, company called medical cost sharing. Cause these two guys, Craig Reynolds and James McGinnis based out of Missouri, um, similar sort of thing on a much smaller scale, but these guys, uh, over the course of a few years that they were in operation, they pulled in $7.5 million in like member dude, donations. I chose the wrong job. Yeah, dude. We oh, all I know, dude. Up. All of this yeah, makes man. you think like, God, if only I was smart enough to think up a scam. That's why, yeah. Casey, Casey, <laughs> this is why you keep going in like the, well, listen, they're adults making their own decisions. You're just like priming yourself to get involved in this shit. I can hear dude, you in 30 I, years, like just... Look, they were all adults. They made their own decisions. I don't want to tell you. I don't believe I should be going to prison right now. <laughs> I'm not a Christian. I am unmoored from any sort of like set in stone moral code. And I you will do whatever you yes, want. Yes, I will take advantage of you. For 
So uh, over this time period, they took in $7.5 million, which is pennies compared to Liberty. We'll talk about that in a second. Of that $7.5 million, how much do you think that they paid in medical bills? I'm going to go 340000 If you This is Price is Right rules. Price is Right rules, Spencer. What are you going to say? Oh, we're doing Price is Right. I'm going to say $1, Bob. Ah. <laughs> yeah. You set me up for it. Yeah, man. I did. I fucked myself. I Christian meditated myself. <laughs> uh, $250,000. Oh, I think uh, you win. You win, Wait. Uh, you win a free colonoscopy. Or, <laughs> oh hell yeah! Well, that's, that, it's unfortunately <laughs> unfortunately not covered though. No, that's only because the doctor donated it. It's not yeah. because your your cost share. <laughs> and he has some. Uh, you're not allowed to look, and he's got some weird ways of going about it. But it's still one hundred percent. Yeah, he's actually. Yeah, you just stick your butt through the uh, confession uh, window. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, these guys, as the news started to tighten around them, so they they siphoned out four million dollars of the seven and a half million that they brought in. Unreal. And as the news started to tighten, like it's twenty twenty one, they paid zero dollars. Oh, of course, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That shit's so fucked. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. They they yeah, that's wild. This is so similar. Like, do you guys ever watch that documentary on? Uh, I think it was Hulu about the call centers. Yes. Oh yeah, because we yeah, about yeah, yeah. That a lot because Sam I worked, worked for, for one of them. Oh shit, really? Yeah, I was a CDG Yo, employee, am- man. That's amazing, dude. Oh, this is just that, dude. Like, yeah. like without the call center, it's like it's, it's remarkably similar, actually. Yeah, yeah. Who's the little fat guy in the hat. Oh, what dude, name? what was that guy's name? He was amazing, like Mark Pacakis uh, Ma- or something. Uh, uh, Jay Pespis. Uh, <laughs> Jay Pespis. Hey, Mark, how's it- Mark? No, Pat. No, J. Pespis. Jay Pespis. Pat, Pat J. J. Hey, it's Pat- Patrick J. Pespis here. How you doing? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dude's a legend. <laughs> Amazing so, character, man. That is a uh, that is a northeastern man. Oh, one hundred percent. I don't. I was so bummed. I had reached out to um, the guy who made it, his publicist. Yeah, I reached out to him on Instagram, and he messaged me back. Was like, "Sounds great. Love to do it." Uh, the podcast. He sent me his publicist's email. I reached out. I heard back a couple days later that they. They just closed off all interviews up until like award seasons or whatever. Oh, uh, like the, that's whack. And they're just like, yeah, we're not doing the press tours. Every all press is over for now. Uh, so maybe if they if it gets nominated, you can reach back out. I fucking just missed my window. I was so pissed because dang, that would have been great to have him on as a former employee. I wanted to talk to him so fucking bad. Yeah, dude, that's wild that you worked there. That is <laughs> that so, so cool. cool. <laughs> Oh man. Okay, so shifting to uh to liberty. Liberty, liberty, liberty. So I've been thinking that the entire time. You can't not. Yeah. So here's here's an example. Uh so these guys, their their company was called Benevolent Health Systems. <laughs> so dumb. That was like absolutely amazing. That was the company that was doing like the bill negotiation on behalf of uh Oh man, it was called like the Brotherhood. Was what their their original organization was called. It was bill kind of negotiation like a is just someone's stuff. name. They're like we have a rigid bill negotiation system. It's just a dude with envelopes named Bill Negotiation doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> so okay, so here's here's a this is a I'll read this real quick so it gives 
but it's it says in the early days of the brotherhood the ministry handled little of the money because members sent payments to one another through the mail but this changed in 1995 when the brotherhood began directing many members to send their monthly fees to a bank account that beers and hawthorne had set up under the name of beers's wife theodora which is a great name that is a good name yeah the nonprofit uh, the wasn't just one of the pooling money in um hamilton is it theodora I, know, I never saw it. Angelica, Eliza, and Peggy. That's what it was. No, Theodore. Okay, moving on. Yeah. Beers and Hawthorne now had control of members' fees. The day after opening the account, Beers and a cousin started a business called Benevolent Health Systems, which the Brotherhood soon hired to negotiate with hospitals and doctors to lower bill amounts. In return, Beers claimed his business would pocket 15 cents of every dollar saved. Now, here's where it's fun. That's a fun way to phrase it, too, of every dollar saved. Oh, yeah. So Kinda basically, if it. they negotiate your bill down from 100 grand to 25 grand, they get 15 cents of on the dollar for that $75,000 okay. that they negotiated, right? But it says, but Ohio financial crimes investigators later found no correlation between benevolent health systems revenues and the services it provided to the Brotherhood. In late 1997, which is just, what, two years later, Beers began automatically transferring $55,000 a week from the Brotherhood to Benevolent Health Systems. In three years, Beers' firm collected at least $23 million from the charity. And this is in the the 90s, so this is before Obamacare and everything blows sky high. And these guys were already doing this crazy. Right. They start like moving all this property and stuff around like they're just buying crap. They bought an airline, a tour bus, Dude, like amazing. Ranch Absolutely land. Amazing. And it's just like they they just have like this. It's like a shell game of just moving property and dollars around to each <laughs> other and different family members and different people's names. And so like this basically like they they uh they did a big investigation on these guys. Uh, dossier reveals that state forensic accountants recommended 65 felony counts of fraud and theft against beers, offenses that carried the threat of years-long prison sentences. The Brotherhood organization is a, quote, criminal enterprise, state investigators wrote, and top executives were, quote, engaging in a pattern of corrupt activity. But um, they had to hand it over to the attorney general's office some sort of financial crimes, whatever rules, this and that. It was like an election year. Several different people like lost their positions and then new people came in. And basically like this just gets dropped. Uh, there was yeah, like some course. fines and stuff levy. Unreal. Uh, the, the crazy part was that like um, the guy ended up like, he's just like this amazing con artist. That's just like rags to riches to rags. Again, so after all of this, after pulling all this money out, like he ends up just like a homeless grifter that's like swindling contractors out of like construction jobs that he got them to pay him for up front. And there's just like this grifter is going to conning people, yeah, man, nonstop. So all of that happens, right? And then, um, one of the other guys, Hawthorne, he died 2012 without ever paying anything. Um, they These guys, they keep getting pinned with fees and stuff, and like yeah. they've paid so few of them. Like they've paid almost well, none. Just like, yeah, just like the health insurance. Excuse <laughs> right. me, not insurance. 
<laughs> so uh basically like after all of that this christian brotherhood newsletter thing falls apart um a group of these healthcare sharing ministries other organizations they formed like a trade organization it says by 2008 the alliance of healthcare sharing ministries had convinced five additional states to pass laws shielding ministries from regulation um in 2010 the affordable care act passes right? You get the individual mandate where everybody has to carry some sort of health insurance. Um, they hire lobbyists and, you know, people like, uh, what's it? Republican Senator Chuck Grassley of Ohio, of Iowa. Oh yeah. Great guy. Yeah. He's real cool. So he helped them get like, they got put onto the, the, you know, mandate exception list. So if you, if you do a health share ministry plan, then you're out of the woods on that. It says the exemption, 200 words in a 900-page bill, didn't just save the industry, it propelled it. Healthcare sharing ministries now offered a legal and financially attractive alternative for consumers. They drew thousands of members who were opposed to President Obama's hallmark legislation, but they also Mm. appealed to many more who wanted a better deal than what they could find on the new insurance marketplace. Before Obamacare, maybe 40,000 people belonged to healthcare sharing ministries, Four years later, the Alliance boasted that the number of people enrolled in ministries had jumped to a million. Wow. Jeez. That's incredible. To a million. So, they, I mean, they. That, it's so funny when you think of, like, uh, the intent of requiring an insurance plan. Because to we all know that uninsured people would or could, um, uh, could uh, pick up, like, you know, even hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in medical debt and just never pay it because they can't afford it, uh, which some people have a problem with, I would say is a great argument for finding a way to uh, actually insure everybody. Uh, yeah, agreed. But I, either way, you like you go, that's the problem, right? That That's a burden on the, on the system. And instead of addressing the burden with a real way of handling it, they just go like, Oh, well, then the new rule, everybody's required to have insurance. And you're like, yeah, but the problem is we don't because we can't afford it. So then it's just like, it's so funny when you try to find a solution to the problem that makes the problem worse, which is oh, yeah, and you let the biggest offenders in the industry write the legislation. Yeah. Through lobbyists who just go, we have a great idea. And you just, you go, well, now we need to make it more options available to people. So. I think that's the other problem with this, like this, this avenue is you go. Yeah. So I'll point out Christian Medishare again. They've been around since and were approved as a provider before Obamacare, right? Like uh, Massachusetts, it worked before when you were required to have insurance. Like they, they were just one of the originals and whatever your problems and hangups with them are, are that's fine. Have them. Uh, don't use them. But they were operating, I would say, with trans more transparency and integrity um, as a genuine corporation that or a genuine a company that genuinely wanted to do whatever what, what they set out to do, provide health coverage for people who shared their values, who were moderately healthy, uh, who didn't have pre-existing conditions to to create something that was sustainable. I whatever flaws along the way there are um, along the way are there then they're there but i think what's annoying is 
it's mostly a nefarious. It feels mostly like a nefarious concept when you go when you when in 2011 all of a sudden you go from 40,000 to a million you go people are looking to profit off of anything so to to act like they're quote unquote ministries is just bullshit like and we know that we've been around yeah. we've been around the block oh, we yeah. know how missions trips work we know how churches work it's all ministry but like it's hard to even call it a ministry like i think that's what's so frustrating too about calling these ministries where you're like my experience in Christianity is that ministry is you take your good news and give it to others, or right. you take your money and give it to people who need it, or you do with your time to help those in need. And this entire system is built around making sure you don't get yours if you had sex outside of marriage. So it's <laughs> or like, tobacco. Or yeah, or you smoked, or or you f filled out the application nine months after your last cigarette instead yeah. of twelve, and you go, that's not a ministry. It's a minute. That's not what a ministry is in, for all intents and purposes within the, within the parameters of what we understand them to be. As yeah, there's a lot of conditions to the uh, a lot of conditions to the quote unquote unconditional love of Christ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it would be for those people if it was a ministry. Exactly. I just feel yeah. like this. Just stop calling it a ministry. That's what's so fucking yeah. annoying. Is like you just call it think, that shit, dude. I don't. I don't think anybody in this thing. I mean, that's just window dressing. Like, right. hundred percent. It plays no role. And like you know, it's like it's I don't even term. mean that in the sense of like, well, these guys aren't real Christian. Like, I no don't one's think a real Christian. They care that's, anything that's, about that's, any of this. Like, I don't yeah. think that's a factor in this it's just a way to like check a box on a forum to keep you out from under scrutiny you know yeah yep. and it's a marketing point but yeah it's i don't know so the, these guys do the same thing with this liberty company so it started in 14 right um it was like 2015 before they started doing the same thing where they were outsourcing services to companies that they owned um so it says Liberty outsourced bill negotiations to a company called Medical Cost Solutions, which was owned by Liberty CEO Bellis before he sold it to Favors' father. So at this point, like Beers, he's like behind the scenes on all of this stuff, but his name's not on anything. So he learned gotcha. that from the last go round. Right? Shadow master. Yeah. Between 2015 and 2021, the ministry paid at least $35 million to Medical Cost Solutions. But the true amount is likely higher. Liberty masked payments that were going to the company by reporting that those millions of dollars were spent on members' medical costs. ProPublica found by comparing internal accounting records with IRS filings from 2017 to 2019. That's what's crazy about like Liberty too is that like they're doing this on such a massive scale, and they're just doing stuff like that. Like they're handing money to this company that he owns and claiming it's going towards customers medical expenses was you know? it, isn't it something as high as like 80 percent too something insane i think like there was a number in here somewhere where they had to like they they had to publish the amount that was spent on claims and it was like 56 cents per dollar which for insurance company like the minimum standard that's legally allowed is 80 cents per dollar oh wow so it's pretty dramatically low. And those are for profit. That's that's what's crazy. Yeah. Like they're not there's they're not like hiding behind a nonprofit 
idea. They're like, we're an insurance company, a for-profit business, and it can't be below 86 cents. One of the dollars. most exploitative industries in the world too, and yeah. it's 80 cents a buck. Yeah, it's wild. So Liberty also contracted with a firm called Cost Sharing Solutions to bring in new members. So these guys were doing marketing and stuff like that for them. Company was owned by Brandon Fabris and Danny and Ronnie Beers. So that was two of the sons. Between 2015 and 21, Liberty paid $105 million for its marketing services. Wild. $5 million for marketing. <laughs> that is wild. Dude, having having been in the ad industry, the the prices that agencies charge to companies is insane, dude. Like marketing's so goofy too, because you you don't know. If it yeah, exactly. doing anything until like five years later, you know? Yeah. And if it doesn't work, you're like, oh, sorry, market trends changed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's exactly it. Dude, it's like, it's so much money. And these two companies that they started, like, they don't have any other clients. Liberty is yes. their only client. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Dude, this beard guy, he's like a... Second go around was like names off everything. He's like a faceless dude. He's like the fucking Dr. Claw of Christian healthcare. Dude, it's so funny because the ProPublica guy, like that's where this article's at. It's worth a read. If this interests anybody at all, like this ProPublica article is definitely worth a read and I'll link to it in the, in the notes. But um, he talks about like he reached out. They keep reaching out to these people for comment and obviously like not many of them want to, right? But yeah. He, he got a meeting with like the, the CEO or somebody like that to do an interview. Uh, Mr. Beers had declined to meet with them. And they said that like midway through the meeting, like he pulls up in his truck, blocks the entrance to the, to the building, like stomps in and just like pushes the door in and sits down with like a big grin on his face. Like, <laughs> oh, what are you going to do now? I'm here. And then just basically was like, yeah, I'm not going to answer that. Uh, nothing. Nobody. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> A bunch of no Sounds comments. about right. Yeah. So I don't know. We There's there's so much here that you could go into. Like they paid $200,000 a year to be a top sponsor at CPAC between 2017 and 21. So they paid a million, $1.2 million just to CPAC to be a sponsor. It's and, crazy. Uh, because they're the trying that's why they're trying that. to do a rebranding now, right? Because of all this shit. Yeah, they're trying to dig them it's new new leadership now and they're trying to dig themselves out of this hole, but they have like a huge backlog of unpaid claims. And like most of these people are screwed. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. That's so funny. It's funny. You remember when Trump came out and he hugged the American flag like a jerk off? Yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. He's just like. <laughs> so I don't know just, if you can see it, but there's dude, like yes. a Liberty yeah. Health Share logo. Oh, right that's right. Him. That's <laughs> so good. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. So like there's just, dude, there's so much here. It is such a wild scam. It says, oh, just one more stat here. It says, between 2015 and 21, Liberty collected at least $1.9 billion in revenue. Billion, That's unbelievable. $2 billion. That's so much money, dude. But, and and where does it go? At, again, at CPAC, what's just so funny is they, they really try to do this whole, like, get your government out of your health care. 
what you want to trust government or you want to trust Christians, blah, blah, blah. And then it's just like, oh, wait, but you can only get it if you're already enrolled in Medicare. <laughs> it's like, it's so silly. They're just, it's all cartoon characters. Dude, the f- another funny thing oh, that they shit. mentioned in here was that they had a, like, just one of those other stupid, like, you're managing this much money and your scams are this bad. Like, yeah, they, they had, so they they had a program like an internal creative program that gave customers the like a dashboard that they could log into and see their account and you know supposedly what they had accrued and expenses and stuff but like there was no actual account it was just like it was just nothing it was a video game basically <laughs> right that sounds about right yeah that's incredible so all of this crashes and burns and like these guys are all in trouble. There's a huge backlog of claims. People get are getting screwed left and right out of their expenses that they're supposed to have, you know, paid for. Um, the Beers family and all of their lackeys kind of get pushed out of the organization, you know, just due to public scrutiny and stuff. Uh, like I said, there's a huge backlog of claims and everything. So their next like venture which they've already started on i forget where it's at it's either it's either in missouri or arkansas i think but they've started a they bought a bank dude they're like the mark driscoll of uh yeah dude christian health share grift after grift (laughs) man he just gets like ousted and just lays low for five seconds and then starts a new church saying the same old bullshit yeah so they paid $7.3 million to buy Farmers State Bank, a small chain that served rural communities at the foot of the Missouri Ozarks. The bank is the linchpin of the family's next business venture, and they're basically just going to run this same scam again. Only this time, they're a bank that has like individual accounts built for each member that signs up, and it's going to be like a health savings account sort of thing that Which- they collect money on. Is and, just a regular savings account. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're gonna collect money. That's for sure. Yeah, the, the whole thing is never so ends. nuts, dude. Well, it is funny though, like trying to think of a scenario. Like, I would love to just call them and like ask some absurd questions about pre-existing conditions or morality problems or whatever. Yeah. Like now, I'm a man. Can I get a colonoscopy, or is that considered homosexual yeah. and not of the church? <laughs> is that gay shit? Is that gay shit? Yeah. And they're like, I don't know. We got to consult the Lord about this, and we'll get back to you in six months. Yeah. If I if I suffer from same sex attraction and I smile or giggle during the colonoscopy, like, is it still covered? Yeah. Like, no. You have to not enjoy it. <laughs> it has you to are stop. you are allowed a cigar afterwards though yes we're gonna put like the a penis cage cigar. around you with a button in the end of it and if you get hard it pushes the button and boom your claims denied with with the they have uh different size cameras and they just keep going up in size until you don't like it anymore it's no longer gay <laughs> yeah dude like there's a button there's like a big light bulb and a buzzer on the end of it if your penis gets hard enough to push the button an alarm goes off in a crowd. It's like the, op- of- it's like the operation game. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's like it's operation. Like, it's like, yeah. <laughs> but the alarm goes off, a curtain drops, and there's a studio audience there that points at you and goes, <laughs> "Gay, gay, gay!" <laughs> oh my god, dude, it's such Too a gay, funny. You gotta pay. What an incredible system! It's truly, uh, obviously, truly of the Lord. Uh, I'd love that. 
just masking things and cloaking it in Christian language is just enough to keep making money. I also love how these people like it's wild how many people can like grift like this, get caught up in lawsuits, wriggle out of it, and then start the same fucking thing two, three times later. And people like, are and like no totally goes, no, fine. You're not allowed to start this anymore. Like, yeah, you can't. Dude, that's you're not happened. allowed to do business anymore. Yeah, that's what happened with the campus ministry I was a part of in college. Like the dudes that ran it, like the core leadership, like got pegged in like the 80s or 90s for like stealing money from kids, like because they were oh. like they're like emotionally manipulating college students and like the governing body of campus ministries was like, you guys, you can't do this. And they were like, they're like totally fine. And they disappeared for like 10 years and they came back and they're like, hey, we're going to do the same thing, but just uh, call it something different. And they're like, we believe in forgiveness. Welcome back. Yes. That's, yeah. That's it so is classic. funny to think that like the something some organization like the Southern Baptist Convention, like if you get caught embezzling, like it's less likely that they will move you to a different town and let you start over again if you get caught stealing money from them than if you got caught like like molesting somebody. Yeah, one hundred percent. There's forgiveness the- and uh, and retribution for people who do that, but like if you steal money from the ministry, like you get the scarlet letter. Yeah, they cut hilarious. your hand off like they did back in Assyria or whatever. They send you out. It's like uh, was it Abraham when they, him and his uh brother? It's like, oh, which land do you want? You go this way, I'll go that way. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a like classic, classic. Uh, chapter in genesis you know the one we barely remember many scams had father abraham <laughs> well this was good this was fun yeah this is great now i'm uh, i'm actually gonna sign up for uh for meta metaverse tomorrow or meta whatever that whatever the meta one is i'm gonna sign up for that one. Oh, meta's liberty, gonna be liber- fine liberty's clearly messed up but i think Meta's oh, a good one amazon <laughs> amazon prime health insurance is a thing now that's starting oh cool Dude, my, yeah my buddy uh i can't remember if you guys have had him on here but mcbride um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. We just talked to uh, just talked to him this week. We're gonna have him yeah. join us again. This is gonna be Ask the year it. of uh, reoccurring guests, I guess. Because you you meet a few cool people, and you're like, how do we get him? We got to get him back on, and that takes up like a couple months out of the year. At that, there you point. go. Hey, I'm glad that I'm I'm glad that I'm part of it. But yeah, I'm pretty sure McBride's on the uh, on the Amazon insurance. Oh hell yeah! Oh, I gotta ask yeah. Dude, we got to grill him for that. Supporting yeah. the man. <laughs> from from what I've heard, from from what I've heard, it's not good. So. Oh, it it I'm pretty sure it only covers yeah. telehealth. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but now I would. That's like the main area of concern now. I want to know. I was looking at it during uh, just uh, yesterday. I was just scrolling through, like trying to get an idea. But it was, uh, if look, it was less straightforward on the prime app than it is than the Christian health share shit is on their own website. So it's, yeah. I don't know, maybe Amazon's going to fall into the same, uh, same trappings, but, uh, yeah, Jeff, Jeff Bezos won't pay any money for that at all. No, he won't. He'll wiggle <laughs> yeah. his, his, uh, slimy tits out of that one. <laughs> okay. Uh, so quick, here's a quick question, right? Cause we all hate corporations but we also whoa, whoa, what are you all about? support Corpo, them constantly. Scum. We all hate corporations, in, like in in word, but never in action. Like we all very much so, them. yeah. So during COVID, because I work in the automotive industry, right, and there was uh, a big shortage of cars, 
and those like all these dealer lots were empty. There were so few vehicles because they couldn't get them over to here from you know Japan and other places, and um, so there was a lot of dealers that like, especially on the like car values went up a lot, but then like on hard to get vehicles like uh, the Ford Bronco, it had just come out. Everybody wanted one. And there was a lot of dealers that were marking them up pretty high, right? Yeah. Or if there was an agreement in place where they they could only mark it up a certain amount as you know per the manufacturer, another dealer would buy it from them, mark it up, and then sell it, right? And there was like a bunch of people that were really angry about it, which I get, right? But there was a bunch of people that are like, dude, these dealerships are just like scammers and they're stealing money from people. Like this markups are insane. And like they need to just, Ford needs to just shut these dealers down and like sell direct to consumers and this Wouldn't and that. that be nice? And I, I don't, I'm, to me, like that to me sounds like a bad idea. It would put a ton of people out of work for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I, I feel like, negotiating with you know the local guy who owns a you know a car dealership in oh, your yeah, town true. makes that to me i'd rather do that than have to negotiate with like some giant multinational corporation the AI, the ai chat on ford.com yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like i i get the uh the anger over like the markups and stuff but it was also like vehicles that weren't like like not People aren't buying a Bronco out of necessity. Like they it's a did yeah, fall true. into a more luxury category, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, they marked this Corvette up so much. And it's like, dude, only jerk offs like Jeremiah drive a Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> Mark it up, you know? Take take Jeremiah for all he's worth. Dude, I would hate to sell a car to Jeremiah. He would probably like pick you apart in your own driveway. <laughs> He would literally make the salesperson walk into his office and just put his toe on the trigger. He's like, <laughs> and Jeremiah's like, look, you got what, I mean, what am I supposed to do? I asked you good questions and you couldn't take it. That would be his take no responsibility. Well, that's how I feel. I don't, I don't know. Like that's a, that's a tough one to me. Cause I, I get like some of the anger around it, but at the same time, like, I don't, I don't want, that like the like cutting dealers out and like local businesses and stuff just to like maybe save a couple of bucks because you buy directly from toyota or whatever to me that just doesn't sound like a a great plan but i don't know what is what do you guys think of that i only know what i've heard from you which is that the amount of the incentive plan like dealerships are pretty fucked (laughs) in a lot of ways anyway like the incentive plans, the way they make money, the way they keep their salespeople paid. It's just like a make it or break it every month. Do we exist or do we not? It's like real yeah. shitty, uh, which I imagine couldn't be much better if you just if Ford's willing to put local dealers through that to not put up with the hassle of selling direct to consumer. I can't imagine buying from them direct would be better. I don't. Yeah, I think I think people look at it with Rose rose tinted glasses because it's you know, the same thing it's like oh well, we get rid of like cd car dealerships and then we put a mega corporation in place and it's like it's going to be shit regardless there's a uh yeah there's a really there's a really good this american life uh i don't know if it's a series or if it's just one episode but where ira glass follows a couple dudes around in jersey who are car salesmen and it is super eye-opening because they're like Ooh. 
it's like three or four dudes and they're all like one guy's brand new. One guy's been doing it for 50 years. One guy like just transferred over from like the mechanic shop. It's crazy. But just like hearing these guys just scratch and claw to make a deal. It's kind of like what you were saying, Sam, where it's like they're like their lives are like up in the air every month to like make their nut. It's brutal. Um, It's a brutal industry. Yeah. I don't know enough about it to have an opinion if I'm being totally honest. I've only bought a car once and it, I'm sure I got fleeced, but I didn't care. I was like, <laughs> I went in there, I traded my car in. I was like, I don't give a shit. Just give me the car that I want. I'll sign the papers. I pushed back a little bit on like the trade in value and that's what I got. And I was like, good. I never want to talk to you guys ever again. Goodbye. <laughs> Dude, I, it is so funny to me. Like when car. people, like so many people will like tell me about their car buying experience and I'm on the service side. So I don't like, yeah. I'm not a authority on like the sales end of things for cars but it is it's hilarious to me how many people like will tell you that they basically like pulled one over on the on the dealership or the car yes. lot and you're yeah like, it's like it's like no you didn't like and <laughs> they'll always be like yeah i got them to take you know 400 bucks i got them to drop this like service fee or something you're like well what did you get for your trade-in they're like oh 200 dollars yeah it's like oh wow yeah. yeah you 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 didn't win yeah I'm i glad you're happy <laughs> i fully own that they did i did not win anything i yeah I sometimes, sometimes just gotta take an l for uh <laughs> yeah. a sienna i got the price i wanted for the sienna i got wrecked on rate because they go uh how much do you want to pay a month i'm like I, what i wasn't prepared for this question i just want to buy this on a five-year loan at a reasonable interest rate. And they're like, I was like, so what's the rate? And they're like, well, how much do you want to pay? It's like, well, what's 12%. the rate? Like, what, how much do you want to play? I'm like, all right. And then I walk out and then I like, I do the math. I'm like, I think I got a 13% interest rate. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, which was fine because we had a, I mean, it wasn't that high and that's not fine, but I am, I refinanced the next week with my, with a credit union that we had worked with previously and yeah. got a fine rate. And it's like, but they didn't care. They like, they, they're like, cause most people will probably walk out and don't think I'll refinance tomorrow. I was just like, I'm tired of this conversation. I know I'm going to refinance. Yeah. You're, now, you're in like your fourth room. You have no idea where you are in the, in the car buying process. Oh, the, and you're the like, best was when they're just like, <laughs> do you want all this extra stuff? And like, it's like an extra package of like insurance oh, yeah. kind of shit. And you're like, I don't think so. And they're like, well, if you're driving home and the entire thing explodes, you're fucked. And you're like, is that going to happen? Like, I mean, there's like, no way good. to say it won't. And you're like, what a closing no. tactic. Thank you, <laughs> yeah. sir. Dude, that, I don't know. I shouldn't say like, <clears throat> I shouldn't make blanket statements because I don't know every single one, but dude, the extended warranties, like they are garbage. Oh, dude, one hundred percent. I, they I turned good. that down so hard. And if you're gonna buy one, you have to buy one through like the manufacturer or something. Don't buy one through some like self-funded program. Like a lot of the dealers have like their own little self-funded program that they do. So basically, like your money every month just goes into a big pot, and they choose what they pay out on. And like you you only are going to get things covered if you just go in and like cause a, a complete riot <laughs> yeah, in the service department or whatever. It sucks. And then like they sell those things up front and like, Oh yay, We did so great. All that, you know? And then the people that work in the service department are the ones that have to tell you like, yeah, that's 
not covered. I know they, I know you, you were under the assumption that this was, but it's not. And then well, that's like, like my, uh, <laughs> my, my family plan or whatever, like for my, cause I bought a Tacoma a couple years ago oh, and nice. I get like, I get like, I get like free oil, you know, like, you know, free maintenance basically for the rest of the, for the lifetime of the car. But I have to go in when the light turns on. Like I remember one time I was like a thousand miles, like it was like 5,000 miles and I went in at like 6,500 and they're like, Hey, we could kick you off the plan if we wanted to. And I fucking, I was like, yeah, you're not going to fucking do that. Cause I paid however many dollars for it. And the guy was like, Whoa, Whoa, calm down, sir. And I was like, I know, I'm just letting you know. <laughs> calm down. I'm yeah. Calm. I was like, yeah, I am calm. <laughs> dude, they love that. Yeah, shit. Dude, I, I'm, even you go to Jiffy Lube, they're like, do you want to pay for the the extra good oil? You're like, what happens if I don't? They're like, well, this oil could blow your car up. And you're like, I think Why I'll do you sell it. I think I'll be fine. <laughs> like, well, we can't guarantee that your car won't explode. And you're like, what does that mean? They're like, it means that if it explodes, we can't help you. And you're like, is that? And they just like keep doing the winks and the nods about like how they're selling you a product that could ruin your vehicle. And you're like, this can't. Yeah, dude, it's ridiculous. Am I in the twilight zone right now? Because this can't. You can't be telling me you're going to sell me something that will ruin my vehicle. They did that to me the last anything. time I got my, I took my old Jeep in to get the oil changed and it's a 96. And so the guy's like, well, you know, you need to get the high mileage oil because that's what, that's what Jeep put in there to begin with. Like, that's what the manufacturer wants you to have. It's semi synthetic. Like, that's what you, ha- you need to get that or we can't guarantee it. And I'm like, I, I just like I'm not even gonna argue with it. I just like you dropped yeah, out of high don't, school. I don't, I don't need your that. guarantee. You. <laughs> <laughs> so I think okay. The bottom line of this moral of the story, uh, and I know that we all violate this uh, like maxim all the time, but you have to be responsible for your choice, whatever you do, because no one Very is true, coming yeah. to save you. That's the that's what everybody <laughs> needs to remember. You should have it tattooed on the back of your eyelids, whether we're talking about the election or we're talking about like your future retirement plan or the extended warranty on your car. No one is coming to save you. So you better know what you're buying and paying for and signing up for because there is no rec- the, all these people. They bought this plan and it sounded great. And by all accounts, the thing that they were supposed to get should be coming to them. It's not. And they are screwed. And nobody's going to do anything to help them. That's because there's just nothing to be done. So that is the American dream, friends. Hell yeah, baby. I'll I'll, I'll salute that. Spencer, what are you up to? Uh, Dude, too many. A lot of things. Uh, But no, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting year. I'm going to hit the road a bunch. Nice. Try to, yeah. Um, taking about taking a month off for February, you know, a few more weeks off for February to Black write History some new month. stuff. I get you exactly. Yeah, you know, I don't need to be on stage for that. Um, but no, um, I doubt if you have anyone listening in Wilmington, North Carolina, I'm headlining Why Not Sky Bar March 27th. Uh, so that'll be pretty fun. And then hopefully come into a Helium Comedy Club near you uh, across the across the states. I don't know why I'm fucking crashing. It's 11 o'clock over here. Yeah, <laughs> getting late. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, no, you guys can follow me, uh, Spencer Spicy, on TikTok and Instagram. I'll post shows and dumb videos and things because that's what I have to do to stay relevant. So that's what I'm doing. Hell yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, man. it was so fun having you on again. Yeah, man. I love doing this, guys. Thank you so much. Hang out. Uh, I hope we do it in person someday. I would love that, man. It'll happen. It'll happen for sure. 
because uh, I'll find my way out to your area. Of, uh, you guys have su- you guys have such a good audience and like such a good crowd, like on the Discord. Like, yeah, I don't know. You guys should figure out a way to do a live show. It's oh point. my god, I would love to. That would be, be cool. So yeah. We talk about it a lot. It's just lining I know, it up. Logistics living in it. two different states. It's yeah, so hard, so hard. Casey's in Kansas. I'm in Massachusetts. Where's the, where's tough. our where's our a good portion of the audience enough to I'm do in the Kansas, live show. And I've looked at the stats and we have like no listeners in Kansas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, have like, we have like two and one's my buddy Curtis. Hell yeah. Shout out Curtis. Yeah. But it would be a blast. And if it's ever in your area, you're getting the invite to do it with us. And Hell yeah, baby. I appreciate it, guys. experience with the live shows. So that'd be nice too. That I do. But All right, everybody. Well. Subscribe to Spencer Spicy for some funny reels and upcoming comedy dates. Hell yeah, baby. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next time.